0: And welcome to episode 149 of the F-Reality Podcast. It's time to fire up the engines to the hype train and get aboard as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about new leaked images of the next Oculus Quest. We have some news about VR Star Wars games such as Star Wars Squadrons and Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. We're going to be talking to our special guest, Zach, from Zubelo Productions about Vertigo and his experience with working with Valve. Zulubo, Mike. Zalubo, I, I got it wrong again, even though I asked him at the beginning what, how to pronounce it. Zulubo, Zulubo Productions. There you go. I got it right that time. <laughs> and finally, Zim has got some new VR releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team, find out what's been the highlight of the week this week, and also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up to the plate, this guy is half mad scientist, half VR gamer, but 100% rowdy, the one and only Rowdy VR. How you doing? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh I'm very excited for today's uh,
1: show. We have uh, I think a lot to talk about and uh, a, a lot of like conspiracy theories that are that are that are gonna go around this uh, this episode. I think. But uh, I've I've been doing great. Uh, besides uh you know munching on the news uh, this week, I've discovered uh, potato waffles in uh, in Canada. So that I, w- I wanted to highlight that.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, what, Wait, what? That, that, this is a potato.
1: <laughs> what? It's a waffle-shaped yeah, potato. Like. It's 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 something else that thing. Like I've, I mean, I've discovered it in in the UK when I was like there. I think the first time because uh, Carol took me there um, to to a pub where they had where they served that, but they don't have that in Belgium. At least not that I could find. And since I've been here in Canada, um, I, I all of a sudden in the shop I, I I saw them in the store and they were like winking at me and stuff. So I just went in there and I I bought like I think like three packages of them. So my my freezer is like full with potato waffles right now it's so good wow. it's so good
0: I, I love that because you're not playing that much VR right now we've transitioned to just life experience you know what was it last week you know some great crisis I, I with idea, your job. Right? now it's potato waffles oh, who yeah. knows what's going to happen next week yeah. you just never know with this guy exactly but that's your highlight nice potato waffles are legit yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah i mean if, if we're going to talk <laughs> nice. about highlights that that is definitely yeah important. we need to reach out for them sponsor the show bird's eye potato waffles <laughs> 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 but good to hear that you're okay you're settling nicely into uh into canada yeah indeed like uh i mean it's been it's been the weather here has been great so uh, i've
1: been trying to enjoy that a little bit as well mm. um but i'm almost at a point that i can start like uh, recording stuff again uh, i'm thinking that uh with my, with my next uh, my next salary uh, slip, I might be able to get the stuff that I still need in order to get stuff in order. And then hopefully I can get back on the hype train together with all of you. Uh, Absolutely. To go back into uh, to, into some recordings and record some funny stuff. Um, so yeah, looking
0: forward to that. A lot. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Well, good to see that you're, you're safe and well, dude, and you're settling in nicely. Next up, this guy loves nothing more than to start off the weekend by popping bottles of champagne and dancing with Psychedelic Cats.
2: VR streamer 5 <laughs> How are you? How the heck did you find that, Mike?
0: Jesus. Go, Got a like BDI on you.
2: Five, five minutes of, uh, of a stream? Yeah, I played uh, Chocolate, which Nathie had recommended a while back, and I was like, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was going to be something musical. I was not expecting at the end of my crazy, what I'd call the WTF Kitty uh, stream, which was a bunch of different things, including Vertigo and... Um, uh and a couple of other cat related games don't even start me on cat sorter where you've got to put different various shapes of cat anus on cats not good but chocolate wow. was definitely one of the most kind of bizarre high production quality games and the best part about the end of it although it's not my highlight it just drops you out that's it like you watch the thing and then it drops you out and then uh you know an hour or two later you get a copyright strike so that's uh that's <laughs> that's the way it works uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good one. Good recommendation from Nathie. If you haven't tried chocolate, uh, it's worth trying that out on Steam. Um, nice. My week's been good. I, I've been mostly in planning mode. So a lot of you know I do an annual like secret barbecue at my place. Um, this year, thanks to the circumstances, uh, we're not able to get together t- together uh, as a group. And we normally do a whole bunch of things: poker, drinking. Uh, walk-in Scottish hillside all this kind of stuff Uh, instead we're doing a virtual one two days of binge gaming Um, so have planned that out we're hitting 16 different games uh, including some film watching and stuff in there and uh, takes a lot of coordination to get that working you know with like 18 people on the invite so um, yeah it's that's what I'm looking forward to next week so those of you who Love a bit of a Zim-flavoured F-Reality. I won't be here next week. I'll be drinking and uh, doing some other things. But can
1: people watch this <laughs> is it live? a good excuse.
2: No, 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 no. This is, oh, this okay. is private, private event, private event. Private uh, online event. I wouldn't want okay. to tease them. We're going to have too much fun.
0: Yeah, plus you'll probably get banned from all the platforms. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely six. bad the way we talk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so next up, this guy, he once kissed an alien, and uh, I think he liked it. It's our Dutch brother from another mother. It's, of course, Nathie. How are you doing?
4: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm great. It was called, uh, what was it? Alien again? kissing A- simulator? A- alien makeout.
0: Yeah, alien, alien makeout, make-out simulator,
4: simulator on the, was it, uh, yeah, I think DK it was it two DK1. Days. DK2? DK2? Yeah. Yeah. DK2 days. yeah, because it would be hard to kiss an alien without, you know. Thick stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I should have not. I should have not shared that video with Mike. I just wanted to share something cringe that I did in the past. I should have not done that. I regret it now. Yeah, I'll um, always take
0: advantage of it if you do. So. Yeah, every there. everything
4: you share with Mike is getting used in this podcast against you. Exactly. So you bear that in saying, mind. So this is again like another. Well, you know, I'm not
0: gonna go. On Everyone with... in the chat is saying classic, Nathy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what what classic, Nathy? Not... Okay, sure. That, that, yeah, that's how I started. You know, you got to start somewhere. And I come to aliens, again. In VR. You really
2: should do it again, Nathan, because now you got the you got the tash going. You get the tickle on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a different yeah. experience for your uh,
4: haptic suits. You know, treadmills, uh smell, smell devices. Everything is there now. So mm. that might definitely work. Who knows? Um, but um, yeah, I also don't really have like a super special highlight to be honest. I that's all right. uh, uh, my computer broke. That's my highlight. And also my, uh, <laughs> my controller also doesn't really work properly, my Xbox controller. Um, but uh, my computer is fixed now, so that's good. Uh, I had some, uh, like, broken memory. Uh, I just mm-hmm. stopped working. I was like, I- I'm done. Like, my computer runs all day, you know, so I totally get it. Um, and um, so that has been fixed now. I did have to say goodbye to a few old hard disks from, like, 2012. Mm. So uh, I- I'm still, like, trying to get data of it, but, it, you know, like, it takes ages to do that, um, and um, yeah, that, that, that's about it. So, I, I kind of okay. want to save some time for this conspiracy stuff that we're
0: going to talk about, yeah, yeah, you know? of course. And the thing is, as well, like last week you were going to talk about Vertigo, and then we had such a crazy long show that we never talked <laughs> yeah, about it, yeah. So of course, we're going to be talking about Vertigo, yeah, true, uh, this yeah. week. So,
3: yeah,
0: um, so now our special guest this week, the creator of the Vertigo series in VR, and also had a hand in Moondust, The Lab, and Half Life Alex, Mr. Zalubo. Also known as Zach. Welcome to the show. Uh,
5: thanks. Oh dear. Um, oh, no. Here. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe not. Welcome
0: to the show. He's he's, uh, he's dropped out. This is what happens when you go live on the internet. Oh dear. Okay. Right.
4: So let's. Um, I can uh, give you some highlights if you want. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: Let's uh, let's see if we can get him to join and uh, join us again. Let's see if we can uh, do that uh, during the, the show. But in the meantime, uh, let's uh, yep. let's. Talk about. Oh, is he back? Hello. Hey, Uh, Zach, are you there? Sorry,
5: my internet is dying a little bit. Can you hear me? Hey, okay. He's trying a little He's
2: trying. We're having some internet issues, I think, here on the the Zach side of the universe.
0: While we're waiting for Zach to join us, let me jump into what I played and the chat played this week. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, But let's see what the chat has been up to before I get into my little highlight of the week. So any good suggestions from the chat this week?
4: Yes, yes, uh, a lot. Uh, we have uh, uh, Watto UK, who played some Assetto Corsa. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Zim can totally, you know, give a thumbs up for that. Um, also, Auto Mobilista 2? listed 2 is a yeah it's a racing game.
2: Um, it's it's one of the new ones that's buzzing around. People are saying it's quite good car models, tires, that type of thing. So oh? if you're a racer, there aren't that many titles that drop in a given year,
4: so that's one to try. Interesting. Yeah, I've never I, honestly I've never heard of this title before. Yeah, it was more of a flat title for a while, and then they added yeah. VR support. Well, he also played Elite dangerous and a bit of Half-Life. Alex all on the index. Then we have Carlos who played Hellblade. Um, we can still recommend that i guess i mean that's a great third person yeah hellblade uh, great yeah uh, then we have uh, maddie matt who played lots of premium bowling on the quest i i've not tried that yet but uh i heard it's very good it is actually good
2: i i yeah. totally thought it was going to be rubbish but as a guy who was born in ohio uh which is like bowling central yeah it's actually pretty <laughs> damn good
4: and uh, and then we have Bork who uh, started to replay all of the Half-Life games we have Bug Bites who played Vertigo Remastered and Asgard's Wrath through uh, Oculus Link and then we have this is an interesting name VGA Port Authority uh, who played Dreams and he says mm-hmm. that he just published a little racing game for VR a couple of hours ago is there a way you can share mm-hmm. those experiences Mike? do you know anything about that? how do you do you drop yeah. a link and then people can just go into dreams and play it
0: i'm not sure if you can drop a link externally but certainly if you have a creator name on dreams then you can share that and i guess you can search that way yeah okay cool well that's it that that's uh those are the highlights nice nice well let's go back to zach now that he's uh back yeah. up and running with us how you doing uh, sorry about those
5: terribly timed uh te- technical <laughs> difficulties <laughs> no problem
1: man. It, it I, I think they were perfectly timed
0: <laughs> your, your face was precious man. precious <laughs> mm. So how, how have dear. you been, uh, and, and do you have any sort of uh, game that you've maybe played recently in VR that you'd want to highlight as maybe something interesting to share?
1: Or potato um. waffles.
0: <laughs> Excuse
5: me. Uh, I've been pretty good. Yeah, it's always always exciting to ship a game. Um, and as of other games I've been playing, um, I've been helping judge a Half-Life Alex mapping contest. Oh, nice. Some custom oh, maps, wow. which has been very fun been working through those slowly despite the um, very hot heat wave we're having here in Seattle, <laughs> and um, and having to sh- <coughs> having to ship Vertigo Remastered. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun.
0: Any sort of uh, highlights that you would recommend so far? Uh, Deep Inside is one of my personal favorites uh, from like the, the Half-Life modding scene so so far. Um, what's it called? Um,
5: uh, it's... it's it's like the the main map that that has been promoted with the um with the contest. It's it's really cool. You're going through a museum. There's a bunch of really cool custom uh custom models and environments. Interesting. Dinosaurs.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Oh, rowdy. rowdy. Rowdy's wow. getting interested.
5: Yeah. Definitely. It's, rowdy it's loves rowdy. It. Anything rowdy. with
0: dinosaurs in yeah. Rowdy's all over it.
5: Yeah. yeah. And I can't yeah. remember the name, sure. and I am looking it up right
0: now. Okay. But you be uh, you're judging these um, these maps, and, and and will you be sharing these on your social media, like which one the winners and stuff like that, or where will these be shown uh, shared? Um, it's
5: the competition is called Vault Maps. Um, I don't know when the competition is ending. Pretty soon, though, mm. in the next week or two. Okay. Um, and yeah, once once the winner is announced, I'll I'll be sharing that for sure. Awesome.
0: Awesome. We're definitely looking forward to chatting to you later on, not only about Vertigo, but also your experience with working with Valve, because I I understand you helped those out with like the Lab, um, Moondust, and also the uh, Half-Life Alex as well. So I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion to talk about. Um, But the thing I want to highlight this week, um, it was going to be Vertigo Remastered, and I'm not just saying that because Zach's here on the show with us, (laughs) but I did actually really enjoy the game, Uh, but we'll get into more of that later on. Uh, The thing I want to share with everyone right now, though, is uh, my experience with Dreams. Um, so, Dreams is a PlayStation exclusive title uh, developed by Media Molecule, same team behind Little Big Planet series. Um, and we've discussed it previously on the show, uh, as it's uh, going to be uh, was going to be released with a VR update. And basically, it's kind of more of a platform than a game. And you're giving all you're given all these tools to create your own games, animation, music, sculptures, pretty much anything. Um, mm-hmm. And is only limited really by your own imagination. You know, you can go a bit wild. So if you're a creative, you'll really love this. Um, but for me, you know, I don't have time to spend hours and hours learning how to use these tools. So I just went in there, explored what they call the Dreamiverse and, and checked out content made by other people. Um, and the cool thing is that this week, I think it was on the 22nd, uh, Dreams got this update. So it had VR support. So now you can dive in with the PSVR and people can uh, categorize their content that they make as like, you know, VR compatible or exclusive to VR. And you can go and check out all these like interesting titles with a VR headset. Um, so I explored it and there was like a crazy wide variety of content, you know, from uh, racing games, uh, puzzle games. They had Beat Saber clones already, wow. which is pretty Jeez. crazy yeah. um, with like Persona tracks. That was pretty mad. And even like like a Siren Head VR game, which is pretty crazy. Like if you know Siren Head, it's like, you know, quite popular online at the moment. So that was pretty crazy as well. Um, but I think what I think is super smart about this whole thing is, you know, handing over these tools to the community to go wild mm. and create their own creations and just yes. see what they come up with. And, uh, you know, we've seen this kind of concept similarly in the past with like Rec Room, for example. And also, Oculus has hinted at this with like uh, horizons in the future that you know user content will be available in there as well. So I think it's only a matter of time. You know, everything's a little bit rough at the moment because it's still early days, of course. The update yeah. only dropped this week for VR content, but I think it's only a matter of time before we see something really interesting and unique made in Dreams. I, I,
1: I do wonder how that kind of works with like, um, especially if there's like Beat Saber clones, how that works with like copyright mm, and exactly. uh, those yeah. kind of things, because it's like community made, but at the same time. It doesn't really feel entirely right that um, that games can be copied. How does that
2: work with the music, though? How do you get music into Dreams? Can you just load a file? How does it work?
0: Apparently so, like I don't know how they're doing this, but they had Persona, uh, which is like obviously a a, a game series that people really enjoy, like Japanese game series. And they had music from Persona, but using like a Beat Saber template. Mm -hmm. And then they also had like Sonic levels and they also had like a a Resident Evil VR level where you're sort of like hunted by the nemesis in VR. Do they use the microphone of... The that could be a really good And then just play it
4: through the computer, and then just capture yeah. it. And then because I don't think you can just be like, "Hey, I have an MP3. Here we go."
1: Uh, yeah, that, that would. You not can work. make music in there, though. You can
2: also browser can. link, like what uh, Audios Audios Shield did once upon a time. They did a YouTube music link. There's a browser, but I don't know if there's an integration in Dreams. Did you see any hint of that? I haven't played it yet.
0: No, so I guess Nathie's right, you know, using the microphone to upload, you know, audio clips that way is probably the way they're getting around the system. Um, But I think it is really, really interesting. And I think, you know, like I said, it's only going to be a matter of time before we see something really interesting. But I kind of had a question for Zach about this, actually, because I don't know if you've, you've seen Dreams or you've heard about this new platform. I've
5: definitely heard about it, yeah.
0: Okay, and I was just wondering, like, do you think, like, something like this would be good for maybe budding game developers of the future, you know? getting their feet wet and and using these tools to create something maybe kind of rudimentary in dreams but then maybe transitioning later to some proper developer tools like unity and unreal for example
5: um yeah i I definitely think it's a it's a great way to kind of get people interested in um creating stuff creating games uh into that field i personally got started making games in this, this tool called scratch which was made by uh mit media labs sort of a kid's um like coding sandbox right thing. Um, and it seems like Dreams is, is something very similar to that where it can kind of let people explore the field in a, in a cool way.
0: Yeah, yeah
5: I it's think kinda... you
1: hit the nail on the head there. I, th- I think it's so important for, for, especially like when you're a kid and you want to like explore that a little bit to, to get, mm-hmm. even if it's like simple and like uh, very basic or rudimentary, you get something that you you're kind of like bitten by the buck to mm-hmm. like learn more about it later and i think that is like a, a giant a, a giant improvement that you can that you yeah. can do um for yeah. any kind of stuff kind that's, of that's why that's why cool. nintendo labo was so awesome too you know mm, yeah exactly because it was like it
4: would... it was such a low entry level to start developing something small and yeah. just learn from it
0: I totally agree. And it's interesting to think that, you know, maybe in five to 10 years time, we'll have like proper like developers that maybe started, you know, experimenting with these tools using Dreams. And like you say, Nintendo Labo is another great Mm -hmm. example there. So, yeah, I think it's a really interesting concept and uh, looking forward to seeing where this goes in the future.
4: Not only that, but it's also important that it comes out now. I know it's kind of late, to be honest. I mean, Dreams has been out for a while, but like PlayStation 4 is kind of running on its end now. So it's good to have this at, as one of the last, let's say VR, well, kind of tiles, because there's more VR support than it's a mm-hmm. VR game. Um, but um, because like that whole ecosystem is now kind of like ready to go to the next uh, step, you know, like people create stuff. I'm sure they can, you know, use that on the PlayStation 5. Also with its power, you will be able to create more things. So it's, it's kind of nice to have this as like, while you're waiting for the next uh, PlayStation to drop, I think.
0: Yeah. And like, that's the thing that was bugging me the whole time. You know, I just I was thinking the content is is, is good and, you know, you've got a nice introduction from Media Molecule as well. Mm-hmm. But the hardware is just kind of like every time I yeah. go back to the PSVR, although it's got a really strong library, yeah. the mm-hmm. hardware is the thing that's really holding same, that system back right now. Same with Iron Man, man. Like yeah. it comes out
4: as one of the last titles. I'm like, just like I'm sure I hope they are just going to remaster it and just, you know, because then it's going to be way more awesome than it already yeah. is.
0: Although, I, or maybe if it runs on the like, new console, it'll be like, you know, a higher refresh rate or something like that. Or, yeah. or some sort uh, of... It'll look better with a higher resolution headset, eight, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, like, the thing that got me really tuned in, although I didn't end up going the coding route, I had some skill with it, um, was StarCraft Map Editor. There's, like, a map settings thing in StarCraft. And I remember sitting down as a teenager, like... Trying to put together all these various triggers and various sequences and just like getting something going. And then you, you put it out there and it either does well, it doesn't do well. But, you know, even seeing anyone, even one person playing the thing that you created is like, is pretty cool. Especially getting feedback, you know, on it. And that can be really infectious.
1: Like RPG Maker on Windows. like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's categorized really well. You know, you can really easily sort through a lot of the content there. So uh, definitely if you've got a PSVR and you're interested in like, you know, getting more VR content, like particularly from the community, then Dreams is the one to so go for to go and check it you out. You can
4: play this with a GamePad and also the moves?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you can you can play it with both. Uh, so okay. I experimented with both setups and, and both work. Uh, using the GamePad is actually a lot easier. Um, you know, the moves like they kind of suck. Um but, you know, for a first-person shooter, they work quite well. But for other games, maybe not so much. So yeah, you can kind of mix AIM, between them if you want to.
4: Aim controller?
0: Mm. No aim controller support no, just yeah. yet, although yeah. it is one of the most uh, sort of voted-for updates. And uh, Media Molecule said that they will look into adding yeah. it in the future if it's uh, requested even more. So, yeah, expect that in the future, I guess.
2: I had a quick question before we switched away to Zach on Scratch. Do you know, is that still around and valuable for people who... Are you know looking to get their kids potentially interested in in VR?
5: Um, It's not really it's not VR specifically, but yeah. um, Sorry, that was a brain jump. I just meant sorry,
2: coding because there's a bunch of different like. Um, I saw I saw tested pumping this toy uh, last Christmas or the Christmas before, which was about binary switches and there's a number of different things, whether physical or software. But do you think it's still a valuable tool uh, in 2020,
5: or is it kind of gone by the wayside? Um, no, Scratch is, is still going strong. I'm on their homepage right now, scratch.mit.edu. Um, yeah, it's it's really active. There's a huge community around it of um, of kids and teenagers uh, making these little games and little projects. Um I'd say absolutely if you're like a young person that kind of wants to get into coding but you don't know where to start, this could be a great place to start.
0: Nice. And is it free?
5: It is absolutely free.
0: Wow. Nice. There you okay. go. Cool. Thank Check yourself. it out. Uh, so let's jump into some uh, news then. Uh, but before we actually, before we get into some news, I've, I want to give an update uh, about a discussion that we had last week on the show about Microsoft's light simulator. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I had a theory last week about the game. <laughs> and I said that it would struggle uh, to get VR support as it would be released on the PC Xbox store. You know, the Xbox, like the oh, PC yeah. Windows Exclusive. store. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't coming to Steam and uh, I said, you know, the Windows PC Store doesn't support any other VR headsets apart from Windows Mixed Reality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a fan of the show, Joe uh, Caprich, uh, got in touch and stated that he has an Oculus Rift. He also has Xbox Game Pass and that he's able to play the Xbox Store version of No Man's Sky, which does support VR, using the Rift, which then goes and hooks into Steam VR. Yeah. So although it's on the Windows PC oh. Store when you mm-hmm. play the game, uh, with another headset other than a Windows mixed reality headset, it uses the Steam VR uh, okay. hook in to have, to play the game. I have yeah. never,
4: I've never heard about that. It's what? like it's like the unexplored territory where we'd ever go. Basically,
0: kind of is, there's, but it's w-
4: like yeah, like on, Tetris
5: effect on the on the Epic Games Store. Exactly. Is, yes, I don't know if it's still an exclusive, but it's on the Epic Games Store and it has VR support. But it just launches Steam VR when you play the oh, Steam yeah. VR.
0: Exactly, That's and VR Subnautica does as well uh, through oh, yeah. Epic Games. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, there's some interesting use cases there that I'd completely forgotten about that do hook into Steam VR, being an open sort of for, sort of platform. Um, so potentially, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator could get VR support using Steam VR, although it won't be officially launching on Steam, which is again <laughs> kind of interesting. It's like a hybrid, um, like you're
4: buying hybrid games where it's like, yeah, okay, it's on the Epic Games Store, Windows Store, but it's also Steam. So it's yeah. kind of it's almost like like you like playing, for example, R- Rainbow Six on Steam, but through Uplay. It's kind of like the same thing, but then it's VR support that kind of yeah
0: yeah kind of in that way so uh mm-hmm. yeah i just wanted to say thanks okay. for joe yeah. for emailing and just like letting us know because you know yeah. it, it we we sort of like you know theorize and hypothesize about things sometimes and sometimes we get it wrong so it's, it's great for people to email and say actually this is the case i've tried this out and it does work so uh yeah thanks yeah. for the email joe. i still
1: think i, really I still think the it. reason why it's not coming uh to vr is because it's an xbox title and xbox doesn't have a vr headset so it wouldn't make sense for him uh to already release it exclusively because they would lose uh, on their on their main store.
0: But I would argue that there's probably a bigger, simmer community on PC than there probably is on Xbox. I don't know.
2: I would say so, by far.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think they would be alienating a yeah. lot of their their user base. And it's like one of the most requested features, I think, at this point. And they are acknowledging it. It's just a question of when it's going to happen. Uh, I, think, uh, I think
4: if you would visit uh, Phil Spencer uh, at his office, I think there is a secret drawer with very interesting headsets in there.
0: Possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, although, like, you know, Microsoft are in talks with Facebook at the moment, you know, with collaborations with Mixer and Facebook Gaming and stuff like that. Yeah. So you never know where... This yeah. uh, relationship might well, go in the future. They've had relationships news. in the past, you know, shipping that's, Xbox controllers with the original yeah. TV1. So true. Yeah. we never know plus, where this might go.
4: Plus, I don't have a platform anymore, so I'm, I'm no. waiting for anyone, anyways. No yes. mixer, you know.
0: So that's a quick update from last week's show, but let's mm-hmm. get into the news of this week's show and kick it off just with the biggest news uh, of the week this week. And this Uh-oh. is these images leaked online of a supposedly Oculus Quest to headset now we've known for some time of course that oculus are working on a new headset we've talked about it on the show before and we kind of stated that it was likely going to be announced during oculus connect 7 which is later this year but this is the first time we've ever seen any images of a headset and uh, these images came from a source on twitter known as walking cat He's a notorious leaker of tech from companies such as Microsoft and Samsung. And he even previously leaked the HP Reverb G2 uh, a full week ahead of its uh, official announcement. So he does Mm. have some credibility. Um, But further to the images that he showed, which were kind of like uh, promotional renders that you would see on like a website or something like that. We also got some further images leaked from an anonymous Redditor who posted some more sort of raw-looking images of the headset itself, uh, with sort of like uh, you know uh, stickers on them from the factory, uh, warning yeah. about I think it was FDC compliance and stuff like that, uh, giving more credibility, of course, to these other rumors. Probably um, a developer, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Because um, the I think they posted on Reddit uh, and then they quickly deleted their account, so yeah. it was kind of on there. <laughs> a brave, and at that point, brave step. It was already shared. Yeah. Imagine
4: if they find out you're that one
0: developer who oh, yeah. posted you wouldn't then, want to be that uh, Then you're out
4: of the whole business, I guess.
0: No. Um, so let's talk about it, like because I think these images are super exciting. There's lots of uh, interesting uh, aspects of the design to talk about, and I think we'll just go over it kind of step by step. And maybe we should just start with the design, because you know, for those of you that are listening to the show, you should check out the images. We've all posted them on our Twitter accounts, so go check them out there. Um, but the, one of the biggest things about this headset design is that it's completely white. Um, so what do you guys think about the the new white design? Are you digging it or you, uh, you want to go back to the sort of well, black uh, headsets?
4: Well, first of all, those first renders that you mentioned, the headset was white. And then the developer guy posted it uh, or girl. Uh, and uh, then it was gray, kind of. Okay. Or mm-hmm. is it maybe the light that shines on it, but I it's think it's okay right
2: do you remember this we We had like the exact same thing when the go landed like initially it looked like silver, and then when you saw it under certain conditions, it looked like this horrible gray color and then yeah. the the end the end product <laughs> is okay
4: like it's a nice it's a, it's a gray m- it but is this is like is a mix of white, white and gray maybe. You don't know
2: until you see it in, in production, but I, I still think that we've got two sets of images here. Like the <laughs> yeah, one do. that Mike was talking about, which is yeah. asset tagged. Yeah. And obviously had serial numbers bleeded out or something like that. Yeah. I think that's an older version of the same headset that you're looking at and then the promo images because of the change of the strap. Because okay. you've got this kind of very quick add-on go strap on that initial image. And then you switch over to kind of a hard strap on the Oh new no, one. I think
0: that is the same strap. Uh, it's just the way that they've done it in the render that makes it look more rounded and rigid. But I think it is actually loose like the uh, the initial images, um, because I, I the, don't think so. it's the same with the Go um, promotional images. They use the same round look. Like it didn't look like a loose strap in the in the rendered mm. images. It looked like a round strap. Oh, okay. um, so I think this is like uh, I would
2: disagree there based on what I'm seeing in the image. Just in ter- okay. what I think is and I know we're not talking strap just yet, but you said color, right? Do you, do you like this color? Yeah, a lot of people are talking about white with fingerprints. I mean, I I shared a horrible image of my original cv (laughs) one picture with some of the other tubers, and, um, like, the black for me, I have weird, like, grease on my hands that if I touch anything black, like a matte black poster, like that poster behind me, if I put my hand on there right now, my fingerprints will be on there for life. Like, I've got that kind of weird context to me so anything black i have to stay away from anything black and glossy or matte so white for me fine i will accept it i think it's a it's kind of a cool look and it I, is funny that they kind of stole from, from ps5 it's like the same kind of like, look and feel
4: it depends on what like coating you like uh paint over it for example i'll have like an xbox controller that is also kind of like white yeah. after two years it's still not dirty even that i'm holding it in my hands non-stop it's sometimes what you you know paint over it so if, if that's a good coating it's fine I guess, I guess. Okay, so so are you liking um, this the, the new voice design
0: then, or are you sort of I, thinking? Uh,
4: you know, I, I care about what's going on on the inside. Um, I think, yeah, black is usually, you know, better in terms of how it's going to look after a couple of years. But again, dude, like for me, uh, a VR headset, are you know, it's about what's mm. inside and not really outside.
1: To me, I the, think the, it's... The problem like, that I see with, with these images is that we, we don't have a date on them. We don't know how old these images are or uh, when these renders were made and i think that is still like a like a problem with like you know making an estimation of like what stage are we looking at yeah Um, and that being said also i wouldn't automatically assume that this is the only color that they're having uh, mainly because i know that from if you make a prototype you're gonna save on making materials and maybe the prototype is just like you know in the old days when they were making computers they would always be that standard off-color white just because it was cheaper to produce so it could be that this is just like a, a prototype that they're that they that they have there that is just not colored but that the well, ultimate version will still have a certain dipping pattern the thing
4: is you don't have a date but what we do know is the oculus connect is around the corner and that usually things leak right before things launch so yeah. and i think like for this conversation it's of course fun to say that we assume this is the latest version because otherwise we're going to be like, okay, so this could be version 2.0 something this and, uh, you know, like, I guess this is... Close to, I, I think final. so,
0: and I think you know you you wouldn't go to the effort of making like rendered images like that look this fancy yeah, if that wasn't you don't the final just, design. And you don't yeah.
4: just like you don't just leak out of nowhere. You know, this is also a little bit of marketing that is mm. going on. So you do it right before the event. And you're not going to launch some kind of like prototype on Reddit. You know.
0: Mm. Yeah, and plus, like for me, you know, I think it's it's important for Oculus to distinguish this headset apart from the others. You know, because if if you go to a friend or someone who doesn't really know about VR and all they need to know is the fact that the white one is the latest version then it just makes it easier from a new buyer's perspective to buy the right headset that
1: that is what i think as well like if they indeed go with such a bold color um i mean not that white is so special in in terms of like the color pattern but it it is very different from their previous headsets Mm. so while we've we, we initially at least i thought that they might go for like a silent upgrade saying like okay you know we're gonna upgrade the quest to a a quest like 1.5 or something like that and just like the the playstation does that with a playstation version 2 but that's not really what's happening because they're if they're indeed gonna release this with like a new color it's just really like to show off and to like you say this is something different but they also
4: they also learned from the past because when we were at pax and they were trying to sell the rift s to people on the quest they had to actually do quizzes with them to Tell them what the differences were. So, doing this uh, Uh, is, is of course, way smarter. Uh, uh, And I think that's the main reason why it has this color.
0: Because, like, you know, remember at Christmas, you know, those horror stories of kids that wanted a quest Uh, and ended up getting something completely different because of the confusion in the market, because there's so many just generic looking black boxes in the market. Whereas, you know, with this, it stands out as a brand new product. So hopefully this Christmas, if it does come out, you know, um, kids saying to their parents, just get the, the freaking white one, they'll they'll get what they want. But um, um, There's another
2: thing on the color, though. I, I mean, if, if I dare say it, I think that uh, a white headset is probably more attractive to female buyers than a black headset would be um, it just has that kind of sleek chic appeal and it
1: just goes it needs to be a rose gold goes That's easier kind really of oh the rose
2: gold thing <laughs> yeah. uh, it go, go, goes easy you know on the eyes um, the one thing is like i think in that color scheme it's as you say, it's like really easy to take it you know take it apart from any other headset and it's, it's very interesting that they sunset the go you know in the same step like sunset the go <laughs> these things start leaking i mean in my opinion if you're asking yourself the question, and similar to what Nathan's is saying there, is this an intentional leak or is this actually you know, a breach? I think this is an no, intentional
4: why, leak. Why, 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 why would a developer leak this stuff? If you are working on a game, you're not gonna put yourself on the spot. It's, it's complete BS. Mm. Like you, yeah. this is, this, it's the same with when, when other headsets popped up. Um, you know, people only leak, leak it if they have, let's say, for example, the guy, you know, the, the cat guy, you know, he does very well on social media with these uh, leaks you know Mm. Um, but um, something that um, I think is interesting that because it has this gray color or it is white color we'll we'll soon find out what it is Um, but for some people it's like oh so um, you know oculus just goes for that color scheme now it doesn't mean anything else than that other people of course compare it to the go because the go had a similar color so Mm -hmm. you have like it like opinion wise everywhere it already splits in two there, just based mm-hmm. on the color. But the color could could mean nothing, you know? It could be just like, mm. we just go for a different thing. It's a good strategy, but it has nothing to do with the Go.
2: One other point know? with the color, though, is uh, is price. Similar to if you're going to like a supermarket, yeah. the, the color of the box, like, black tends to be aligned to like a premium product, whereas white tends to be the cheaper one, like white mm-hmm. box, white, you know, similar to what we saw with the Go, like that kind of, I'll, I'll give it <laughs> that terrible gray color looks cheap but the yeah. whole point is you want to make your cheap product look cheap so that like, you've got that already in your
4: head when you're looking to buy it but also if you move cheap on products. like if you move on to design right now it looks very cheap anyways it looks very so? simplistic yeah well, like, to me it so looks are cheap. you
2: talking like I, again i see there's two hemispheres here there's like there's there's the the whole hemisphere of like the branded product images that look quite sleek and then you've got the as you say, like, near-go yeah, that... gray yeah, so, model that's
4: sitting on a so, table. So to make it clear, I believe that those two leaks are the same pictures, just like Mike. So I, I get it. Like, you see them differently. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why, like, based on that, I think yeah. it has a pretty simplistic design compared compared to the Quest. Okay, if I compare yeah. it to what we already have. Yeah. Um, you know, if you come from nowhere and you never bought a headset, yeah. And and certainly
0: from what we, you know, and I I don't think it will come in any other colors uh, because from from what Bloomberg uh, was saying, you know, like a month ago or whatever in their leaked sort of article then, was that you know the the focus was making the production more streamlined because that was a big problem with you know the demand of the quest they were they were struggling to produce it because of some components so they they obviously wanted to streamline this manufacturing process and and offering different colors is going to complicate that even further so I think this is just the new design they've stripped off the material to make it lighter um, easier to produce and okay. hopefully these cost savings will then be okay. passed on to the consumer as well but
4: so yeah. um, so I'm going to throw in something that is even more spicy okay okay so, go for it. Because of that simplistic design, and again, like we don't know anything, none of us really knows anything. No, besides, no this is all like, speculation
0: at this but point. But I, I
4: think we're pretty much to the point where we can say that these pictures are real in a way, and that we already predicted that a new headset would come out. I'm not sure if this is what we were expecting. Um, because what I think personally is that looking at this build, looking at this simplistic design, and the way it just, you know, like, Tells a story, I think this is a headset that is going to focus on the on the entertainment and social part of VR. Just like the Go once did. It's pretty much that actually, so it's, it's pretty much a successor to the Go. I'm not saying a replacement of the Go, and uses the like certain features that make make the quest so great and uses oh. that. But it's gonna be a to me, it looks like a social headset. you know like why I think that is because that strap is not telling me hey you're a gamer go and play with this strap." it's just the whole design doesn't scream gaming you know what yeah. i mean so and then that, that's what i think yeah. and that could mean okay and now i'm going really deep down the rabbit hole mm. is that this could be we could like for everyone who owns a quest okay this could look like a downgrade but for the people who want to go social it's not a downgrade it's exactly what they want because they don't mm. Like you could still game on it just like the Go, but not like you would on the Quest. The Quest is like a gaming focused headset. And then it could be that they are gonna or update the Quest that we have now with a new head strap as we want it, you know, and maybe a little bit lighter, some uh, minor features that we want to see change. Or, but I don't believe that Oculus will decide to completely overhaul the Quest to the next level. But I mean, it just came out a year ago. So I think we're gonna see some, so we're gonna see two headsets. We have the Quest Mm -hmm. and, I don't know what okay, it's going to okay. be called so That's what me, the think. problem let that take... i
1: have the problem that i have with that though is <laughs> that the the reason why the quest is so successful is it's it's because it's a gaming headset yeah not because it's a social device and the reason why the oculus go was shifted out was because it wasn't a gaming headset it was mainly a social device so i i can't i mean maybe they will but from a from that perspective i can't imagine them to now make a new device specifically made only for the social experience that they're going right. to offer well, Facebook, Facebook still
5: wants yeah. to wants, wants of to be social they're just yeah. not but really doing add on to, it. The,
1: to the platform yeah exactly yeah, yeah. The thing is add-on like, add to the platform that they're given yeah Mark
4: Zuckerberg said he wants one b- like billion people in VR right and those are not just gamers those are the average Joes if you see the yeah. marketing that they constantly push they want more average Joes in there and they don't care about gaming and but, again but I'm saying you can still headset. I'm not saying they're Gonna, to, like, to go
1: into Facebook.
4: No, no, no. But I'm not saying like you can't play games on it, but just not the games that we want to play. Like yeah. I feel like us gamers are when we see a new leak, it's like that's yeah. for me. I want that. Ah, that strap. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like these. But who knows? Maybe it's not for us. It's for so, my
1: mom. <laughs> so, so the thing is, right? So,
0: so Quest owners generally complain about the weight, right, and the strap yeah. and the audio. So I'm surprised that this doesn't address those issues because they were the three main things that the community were banging on about. Mm-hmm. However. What if they launch this as a sort of a cheaper model because it's easier mm-hmm. to produce? So they pass those savings on to the consumer. So maybe it's like 299 you know, making it even more accessible to the wider public out there. And they then offer an optional pro strap option accessory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that you can yeah, upgrade yeah. it that no, then th- adds yeah. all the other features that you, mes- you no, might want. I think, that's, wanted, I think that's, that's. It
1: depends. I think it's a fair chance. It depends on the, on the software, on what, what is in there, on what is, uh, wh- what is it offering more than the Quest then? Can I still play all the games that
0: I play on Quest? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be the, the same in terms of like content available. I, uh, I we think, just don't I know the internal specs right now.
4: The thing I've seen, I've, I've been seeing on social media is that still we have this atmosphere that the Go was a, a headset that sucked, that had no potential, nothing. Like, a lot of people have never tried it. They have never seen those social features. They, they have never seen what gets developed behind the scenes. For example, my brother works with Go's, and, you know, people in... Um, you know, in, in, in the healthcare, love it, you know, it's getting used a lot. It's just that 3DOF, yes, was kind of, you know, on the edge. Mm. And that's why I think they're just going to try it again with a cheaper model mm. that is now 6DOF, because that's that's really nice to have. So I think what you're saying, Mike, I, I totally agree with that. Um, maybe you could still game on it, but if you want to downgrade it, you also have to maybe, like, if, you, if they want to sell for a cheaper price, that m- might also mean hardware-wise, like, the quest is already running on its limit, I feel like. If you downgrade the hardware even more, what are you going to play on it? So, I feel like if you just use it for the entertainment part, social, you don't need much power. So, you could technically downgrade a little bit. Mm. I think we're already on the edge with the go- with the Quest that we have right now. hardware yeah. or not? But,
1: but are you saying that you will still be able to play all of the Quest games no. on this downgraded no. Uh, device? No. I think no, so. The,
0: the, there's no way that they could they could segre- segregate but, the, the, <laughs> the market into two different headsets and two different stores. But that can are, you downgrade more
4: than the Quest already did, because the no, no, Quest, no, no. as I said, is already pretty. But like
0: the hard the hardware is becoming cheaper since the Quest originally launched. You know, so like. Yeah, the chipsets yeah. will have evolved, you know. Maybe it's got the eight. So three, five. Yeah. what you were saying is okay. that this will replace the Quest. I think so. Yeah, replace the Quest. I, I don't think, think so, it's yeah. going to replace so the Quest. Yeah, it's
2: really interesting. We seem to be at a divide here. And uh, just to challenge one of the points you made earlier, uh, Mike, because you were talking about the, the the comfort and the balance of the headset, which is one of the main complaints, right? Comfort. Mm-hmm. But like what I see in this headset when I see it, and particularly in the most recently leaked images is a really shallow headset that's balanced to a point and uses a feature that no headset to date that I've seen has used, which is like a nose hole. Like they've got a specific cutout for your nose to kind of like insert your nose between the lenses. It doesn't poke below, no flaps. Um, Instead you have these like rubber eye cups, which could be used to do two things that are really beneficial. Uh, On the side, when you see the positioning of the the strap as well, like where the strap connects to the headset, it's at a a more forward position than they've done before, probably as far forward as they can to get that balance a little bit better. They've cut out weight in the headset, that's really clear to me, and they've kind of brought it closer to your face. This will do two things. Number one, it addresses the comfort factor in terms of the overall weight of the headset. The positioning of, of the fulcrum point will balance it out. And the lenses coming closer to your eyes per- perceivably could help your FOV. You could mm. actually get a slightly b- better field of view in these lenses.
0: And but at this I, point, I, I you think I the you think strap is going to be rigid at the back, don't you? Like, you think it's going to be... I, yeah, see, what I took from those promotional images
2: is that this was, this, was, this was the kind of story in my head, was they first were prototyping, and they put the Go strap on, which is a lovely soft strap if you want to lie down. It's the best strap for, you know, lying in bed or whatever. Um... But it's not good for aggressive Beat Saber or six-doff games. No, it's no. just not... It's no, too it doesn't, slippery for as that. As I said, it
4: doesn't scream for gaming. It, it's it, not a exactly, gaming strap. Exactly, it doesn't
2: scream for... And that's why I think that what they've got on there is actually a soft-top strap, but then coupled with what looks like quite a uh, an ingenuitive uh, belt strap that kind of has... Some connector here that allows you to adjust the size of it, but it's actually rigid. And I don't but mean if, hard rigid, but like a firm plastic.
0: The problem is if you look at the um the the darker grey images, the adjustments dial or the just the adjustment bits at the back are exactly the same as on the, the render. So it, I you know, I think they are exactly the same. And I think it is gonna be a, a soft go like head strap. I, yeah,
2: but do you think like that weird like sidebar material that's on there as well? Because on the on the gray images um you actually see a and I'll zoom in here for a chat what I'm talking about yeah. on the gray images you you see a kind of um what looks to me like a flat white plastic along the side whereas yeah, yeah, in the yeah. gray images it looks like a like a material like like a, a material that's actually got a kind of um uh, like a, a great pattern to it that I think for two things, I think it would look end up looking cheap really fast because it'll get dirty, won't be washable, kind of like the fabric on on the CV1 or or the Quest at the moment. So I'd be really surprised if they ship with that. But if yeah. they're going for the the fork, if they're not going said for that an upgrade. They would have
1: a pro strap as well, huh? Potentially, that's my I guess. That's yeah. I think that's a good idea, and I think
2: that's a good idea yeah. because the the idea okay. of selling like the the advanced model if you want a game great because it takes cost out of the device yeah. and like mm-hmm. what nathie said it makes this more of an entertainment slash viewer yeah, but, headset but, but takes mike, up
4: what go just lost but mike you're saying that you well that's like the guess right now that this one that we see and might be in it like we might soon see more pictures of like a different maybe an improved version that that will replace the current oculus quest that we ha- that we have now so they go even cheaper but maybe like what i think is going to happen as i said before is that this will be a headset the cheap version six duff, that focuses more as i said on entertainment is not necessarily for the you know heavy lifting and then the quest that we have now might be improved with some new features so they have two headsets so they mm. sell two standalone headsets so the rift s well we know what happened to the rift s but they have two standalone headsets so you can pick very cheap or
0: very I expensive. almost think I almost think we're gonna be uh, they're gonna be doing the same thing like they did before with the Rift and the Rift S. Well, then completely then, we're then we're
4: screwed. Then we're screwed because no one like let I'm with Mike on
0: that one. Like the I current put Mike on that one. The current, yeah, current community,
4: will. the current community doesn't want this. Okay, nope. But the average Joes do want this. But remember, in the they didn't want the Rift
0: S either. No, no, but that's what, what? I mean, they got.
4: No, no, yeah, that's true. But I think it might, like, we... Like, I, I also don't want this, okay? If we're up talking about the Doom scenario right now. But I think <laughs> outside of that, prize wise and also, like, downgrading it mm. to that point, Facebook Horizon, social push, I think could be a really big... Like, it might be, like, a loss for the current community, but with the Rift, as they already showed that they don't the really problem, care. The problem so that they, I have
1: with that is I that... I, I see Facebook Horizon more as an add-on to the headsets that are already there because in order to push yeah. that platform you will have to have a community that's already as a free upgrade if they make Facebook Horizon only to work with, with a new headset that you specifically need to buy then it's doomed from the start no, nobody's not saying that invested. is, no, is saying that what you're saying? no because I don't think that, that's no. not
2: what I'm getting because like, I think it makes sense it's social to, push that they yeah, want to to market do. with it make it cheap yeah. make it the thing that as he you said your mom would but pick who's, up but who, who's right? going to buy this headset if you can't play
1: the games on it?
2: loads of people because yeah. that's the whole point. Where the Go had a huge people. market as well. It's 6 off. You can actually do quite a bit of 6 off, even sitting, even moving around. Yeah. And, and with Mike's ideas yeah. strapped yeah. onto yeah. that with the pro head, head strap, this actually works yeah. out as a really well, the, compelling
4: business model. The thing is, like,
1: I don't see them having two different headsets before Christmas. Well,
4: I, I don't know Christmas, but like, I'm the thing is, we're that. living in a VR bubble. This conversation is led by gamers, but there is a big audience out there exactly. who doesn't game but who loves to be social who likes yep. likes to play monopoly with their friends and just chat i know it's, it sounds kind you're of totally vr chat and you could
2: you yeah. could totally get into horizon
4: and do facebook but seriously today, mike you know? if if mike is right about this and they're going to replace it this is going to be a very interesting shift and then it's the moment to have another tech giant to jump in and be like listen this is what we have and we do get you gamers and then you have maybe a split but this is a good opportunity for other competitors to maybe
0: then jump in. <laughs> so so when I see these images, there's one quote that always keeps sticking in my mind. And yep. that is uh, Brendan Areeb. Before he left Facebook, he said that one of the reasons in a, in a TechCrunch article, he was quoted as saying mm-hmm. the reason that he left is that he wasn't interested in a race to the bottom. And and we've seen oh, it with yeah. their Rift S. and And potentially we're seeing that with this product now is that they're just making it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. They're not addressing the community concerns they're just saying look we just want to crunch the numbers here and make them the most affordable headset we possibly can and i think that is a dangerous thing so mike
2: are you actually because i'm trying to understand your corner in this like are you basically saying yes it's a replacement for Quest as a quest 2 but they've also undercut it so it's actually a cheaper headset so that they can go after the mass market whereas i think Nathan and I are a little bit more on the. This is a. Yeah. This like is breaking up the market that the Go dropped. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And it's going to be yeah. the budget headset that's yeah, going to help yeah, yeah. feed yeah. the
4: bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. so you still have the. Quest for gamers, they might do some minor improvements to satisfy exactly. us all. And, but that's the positive message. And then you have the <laughs> and then you have, let's say, the successor to the go with some features of the quest. That mm-hmm. is now what people call the light version or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's gonna have a different name because you can't have two headsets and call one quest this and quest that. I think it's gonna be something else. But yeah, that's what I think. But that's the positive version. What Mike says could probably also happen based on what, yeah. What, what people at Facebook have said who worked there, but also with the Rift S. Although, mm. you know, Rift S, we do need to realize that Rift, Rift S was on the, like, uh, the edge of what PC VR uh, gaming right now is. You know, just in general, the PC VR uh, market isn't doing that well compared yeah. to standalone. So that's maybe something to weigh in as well. But it could happen. I mean, Facebook... Right now, as a company, I heard is, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, a lot of people are, mm. you know, communication is kind of strange with the whole pandemic, but also it's a big company. So it mm. could be that someone made this decision and thinks it's super smart. Well, yeah. it's not. So I but don't know. The, but
0: the thing is, what we don't know, of course, is like the internals, like it could have a faster processor, yeah, no, could have could. a slightly wider field of view. Uh, we, you know, we yeah, mentioned but, but about refresh rate and Geigodden. If, the, the,
1: if you talk about the internals, because you can see, you can like probably get something from the images that were least here because like we we do see a knob on there but we don't see an IPD slider right we don't we don't see something that is I know that you that you think that it might be some space in between to still like shift the lenses I think so yeah um but what I'm thinking actually and especially because we're having this conversation now that this might be a go successor I'm thinking then that this if there's not an IPD slider that this is a single panel panel device so not a dual panel single panel therefore it will also be an lcd panel so not OLED like the oculus quest yeah, but it, i'm thinking that this yeah. will be a single panel and if it's a single panel that means that also the refresh rate will probably be lower than the ones that they're pushing yeah, out unless they're coming with a new different kind of uh i, but uh, but I, I panel think device. i think the way
4: like when i say successor to the go people constantly go <laughs> like, fired up, yeah, like, yeah no no, no zach, but
0: zach jesus christ yeah, like, uh, oh, sorry, geez. we're, we're, we're coming like, the just, spiciest just, just, podcast. So, 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 like, this is, my, this is my, like. Okay, you go first. I think, you, you it, will first. Have, I think first, it will yeah. have bumped up specs. I think it will be faster than the current Quest. Okay. I think it will uh-huh. have probably From a higher uh, field of view. It will be a nicer headset in the headset itself. Yeah, but in the headset. So why? Why you at two ninety-nine. At two ninety-nine, but with the optional hundred-dollar Pro okay. strap. So then you got a uh, uh, bucks for that strap. I reckon why? so. And then it will compete with the the current current Quest. Um, but it will have bumped up specs okay. and it will address the issues that the community have got uh, um, but yeah in terms I of still, IPD I think there is some adjustment there in the lenses
1: Like I, I was I was with you on that one like last week like I said as well I <laughs> thought I was going to be a silent upgrade okay. but since they changed the color I'm not convinced of that anymore okay,
0: okay. I don't know like, like, I, I, go on go for, what do go you think it. of all this go, <laughs> go for it he just thinks it sucks like honestly I don't you guys are doing a lot of
5: speculation here but yeah yeah true I, I okay. My personal feelings about where um where VR has room to grow is that like there are a lot of average Joes out there, but I don't think they necessarily want to get into VR. But the people that do want to get into VR is gamers who think VR looks cool and want to play Half Life Alex, but think it's too expensive right now. Yeah, and yeah. therefore like making a cheaper headset that's still kind of can hold its own against the higher, higher, um, higher rung headsets. Yeah, could be really good. I yeah. don't know if Facebook yeah. thinks that it's possible. They they don't, and they yeah. are just gunning really hard for social VR. Um, that's I mean that's what they've done in the past. Yeah. Um. So, so the... we'll just see if they've learned anything from the Go, um, or if they're still just
0: yeah doing mm. their
5: race to the bottom. But
0: but you're but you're right. We have right. to wait and see. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, of course, we have to wait and see. But I think it's interesting. like The whole this whole image thing has everyone triggered, yeah. um, which is great yeah. because, you know, we're, we're super passionate it. about the industry and we want it. it to be a success. Yeah. And sometimes we think that things are going in a wrong direction. Yeah. And it just might be uh, because we're not seeing the bigger picture. And of course, yeah. I'm sure the bigger yeah. picture will be shown later on because there was some date that was also announced by Walking Cat. And that was the 15th of September. Uh, and that would roughly sort of coincide with previous years of Oculus Connect. So, yeah. you know, 15th of September could be the announcement date for OC7. Yeah. Um, so we're only like, you know, a couple of months out now, you know, but we're just going to have to keep on speculating for the next couple of yeah. months yeah. until yeah. we get put out of our misery no, but by uh, Oculus telling In us this, pricing, the true details. In terms of pricing, details.
2: You're, 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 I think, I mean, again, the 299 is the same guess that I was making when I thought that, when I first saw the images to this device, um, I thought it was going to be kind of an upgrade. And then I st- saw the kind of what I what I read as internal prototyping images, and it kind of changed my view a little bit. Um, I do think that this is going to be something that's going to be cheap, though. I don't think it's going to release at the same yeah. price. I do think two nine nine is right on the money. You can speculate on price no. if you
1: don't know what the device is well, for. But I, I think that they're there. not
2: going to change the. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to change the CPU in it. Like, why? Why would they? It would. It would segment the market in terms of the devs. Um, why don't they just go for you know the replace like what.
3: i'm I'm trying
2: to step around i don't get it anymore so (laughs) so a a 299 version of the quest that they've they've basically worked through manufacturing they've Mm -hmm. upgraded the audio channel which you can see they've addressed some of the microphone feed issues they've addressed the comfort and balance Mm -hmm. Uh, and for the money i mean they could go 299 they could go 249 um and, and that will sell like hotcakes, I think. I think it's a really good move. It's absolutely heartbreaking to say that I kind of agree with you, uh, Mike, on the point when you're saying that the Go images looked like a firm headstrap when they did the, production, the uh, promotional images for the Go. And unfortunately, uh, like Apple, they tend to follow this kind of model with their marketing, and they don't tend to sway very much from that. So you're probably right on that guess, and that kind of sucks because... Uh, it sucks only if there isn't an, an upgrade option, but I don't think I could see people paying more than $49 for a strap add-on, especially this it's plastic.
4: Like, the, like I am a little bit concerned to be honest because most of the key members that we knew from Oculus uh, left and we don't know who's sitting there anymore. We don't who's know left? what uh, perspective uh, uh, those people have on VR. I mean, Facebook has also approved certain games that I personally would have not uh, like approved on the store. Uh, for how good they are um now that's of course the game part but facebook does have this track record of sometimes bringing something out that totally does not match with at least what the current community wants but they do have the data and they pull a lot of data from the quest and from the go so they might have made a bet on that um but um yeah we'll see we'll see
0: So so some other thing we should quickly address is like the ports on it so um, it's got a single 3.5mm audio jack so it's ditched the second one from the images. Uh, The USB-C connector is flipped on its side which does make sense if you're going to use it for Oculus Link so the Mm -hmm. cable runs directly back along with the strap to the back of the headset that makes sense. Um, The controllers have been slightly redesigned so they're a bit smaller, Um, they look more kind of like the Oculus CV1 controllers actually with the kind of like round disc at the top uh, there's also a section that kind of protrudes slightly and it seems like they've addressed the battery door sliding issue with this new design uh, which is welcome and that was kind of like also part of the Bloomberg article and these are what people were referring to as the Jedi controllers because I think there's some confusion around that. I think this is what the Jedi controllers are just a slight redesign and refinement of the the controller design that we know and love already. Um, obviously, the IPD adjustment thing was a big thing because it's got no physical IPD adjustment dial slider at the bottom. But, you know, from looking at the fresh image that was uploaded like last night, um, it does look like there's some wiggle room between the lenses. So, you know, what that means right now, there was also like a number two in the center where the kind of proximity yeah. sensor was. And there's been some speculation whether that will be a dial that you can adjust the lenses to different sections like one, two, three, maybe four. Uh, based on your IPD range. So that would be kind of interesting if that was to materialize because that's something we've never seen before. Um, But like we said, you know, all of this is speculation right now. Uh, We do get super hyped about these things because, of course, we're just very excited about new tech. It's always exciting about talking about new tech, in my opinion. Um, But I guess, you know, 15th of September is probably on the money in terms of when we're likely to hear more about this headset. Uh, But maybe we'll get some more leaked images between then and now, uh, particularly addressing the IPD issue.
4: What could be interesting if, I'm sure some people already did, like reach out to Palmer Lucky and some others, you know, key uh, people from see back what in they the days say. and yeah, see what they say. Because I mean, Palmer made like articles before on his website on, yeah. you know, the PC VR market on standalone. And I mean, yeah. he, uh, he can make a, well, he's sometimes getting very close to.
0: Yeah. But uh, let's be honest about it. If, if it's super, super light. And it's super, super comfortable. Yeah, no, it's Even great. though we're questioning this strap, it could be could be that. And if it yeah. is an upgrade in terms of performance over the original Quest, then you know it's, st- it's still going to be a good headset. But it's just a question of like, if you bought a Quest already, I wouldn't worry too much because... No. You know, indications yeah. are saying this is a light version, but the content across the two headsets are going to be exactly the same. So, you yeah, know, it, it, it's... Do you think it's, on the
2: strap, guys, that they've um, addressed the modular nature? I mean, there's a huge community out there of adding to the quest and, like, pimping it out, right? Changing out the head strap. Like, they could go and learn from what Vive did not do so well with how you connect the head strap to the actual device. So if they made that robust and really easy for people to then
4: mod 3D print yeah, and actually go is, with their own consider, connectors. Considering it's Facebook,
2: awesome. I don't no, see that They don't want people to mod it. They
4: don't want people to mod it. I think like all those uh, Franken quests we have seen, I think Facebook yeah. does not like that stuff because they want to sell something that is good. It proves that oh. their products are just not there yet. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Facebook tries to be a little bit like Apple. I don't think they like it when you, I don't know, plug a, like a satellite on your phone or something. You walk around like they just want it to be theirs and nothing sticks out on that.
0: Because, I but mean, FrankenQuest
4: proves that it was just too front heavy. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I think uh, the market's there. You know, if they don't take advantage of this kind of no, like price strap we'll, model, it, it's, already, it's, yeah. a, it's a missed opportunity, in my yeah. opinion. Um, Interesting
4: stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm of course, like still excited for all of this yeah, uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, as i said i'm also a little bit concerned uh, after the rift s um i want standalone to succeed i think if it's becoming a standalone that's already a plus point mm-hmm. if they would say like oh let's make another pcvr headset i'm like uh, yeah i don't know if that's like the right moment to do that i just hope that the team who is working on this knows what they are doing please let it not just be this I, I, random another. team they they that just
0: builds a headset and has no clue and they, they, they listen I to the community so. feedback. You know, I think that's really important. Um, here. Well, what but about the market though?
2: Like the yeah. market here, like you, you're getting undercut in Asia by a whole bunch of other types of headsets. So I still think that price is the number one reason for this headset's existence. If you can't bring the price down and address some of the key features that are
0: problematic in the current headset, this doesn't this doesn't have a reason to exist. The problem with the price is that no one can compete at the price that it's at right now. Like it's 399. No one can compete. No one can compete with that. So if they drop it even further, it means that you're distancing Facebook even further ahead than the competition. Because like with all the amount of research and development they've done, all the amazing updates that they've done this year, who can make up that ground at this point? I think the only person can actually i'm I'm on the opposite spectrum and they could no way sell a headset for that price 299
1: i'm on the opposite spectrum and i know paul malucky did a great article about that as well they can Mm. make a a headset for free but if there is no added value for everyone to have a headset like that then it doesn't matter that it's free i think it's far more important that the headset itself regardless of the price that i think the price point of the quest now is already a great price point but if they can offer a value with that headset, like they do with the Quest, mm. increase that value by, f- mm. for example, adding a social platform, uh, something that people want to get invested in more, I don't think they need to change the price at all.
4: Well, yeah, like the thing is, like the, that price that we talked about, like two ninety nine. someone photoshopped on that picture that leaked oculus quest light with a prize underneath it then that was it, me oh it was you yeah you're that was okay. mine yeah but like that that's the thing like then people start to that that starts to sing around and then other people also um but what mike said like it could like it for to me it looks cheap from the outside okay it just looks cheap from the outside but from the inside it could be expensive
0: yeah what's under the hood is going to be the, the, the key Could swing be. here in terms yeah. of what, what it be. is aiming at. But uh, I think the current quest is right still
4: now. a great yeah. headset. After yeah. a year it's not, yes. it doesn't need a replacement so I just think it's going to be his little brother.
2: Okay. That's a great segue though into it. under. You said under the hood. Like the, the little two. We got to talk about the little two. I don't know if that's in your lineup. We've got to talk about the little two. It, there it is some like, proper conspiracy behind this. Uh, now. It looked
0: like IPD adjustment, some type of IPD adjustment that we've not seen yeah. before in other headsets. That's what it looked yeah. like, because it definitely looks like there's room for movement in the lenses. Um, it doesn't look like the fixed lenses of the Rift S or the yeah. Go. It, there's gaps there. Um, you know what I think it is? Go on. I think it's moving the lenses back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the number two makes
1: a lot of sense for having a, nice. an IPD adjuster. Yeah, like eye relief. Uh, I yeah. think it's for That's glasses great. wearer. Yeah, it's a smart uh, to, theory. To I, I think you could be on the money with and that. And also because because the the dial the knob seems to be vertical. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it was IPD, I would assume it to be, be more the other
2: horizontal. way around. Yeah, it
0: would make yeah. sense. The other that way. thing
2: is that like this image is screaming at me, screaming at me is <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> um, those lens cups, the way that they're shaped, look like binoculars. And I think they're going for more of that kind of form factor, which is actually quite a different uh, a difference with the current headsets for the mm-hmm. last three or four iterations. Um, it's very interesting what they're doing with the nose. I'm a guy with a big nose. I'm interested to see how this fits on my face. <laughs> um, because there is like a hard... Cut off, um, and I'm just wondering. You know, you know, Rowdy's gotten screwed on the IPD thing when when they did the Go and similar. Mm-hmm. I might be getting screwed on the nose part. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. um, will my face fit this comfortably? You know, no. to,
0: to not uh, have an IPD adjustment in there. You know, I don't think I don't think they want to go down the same route as Rift S. You know, with locking people out of the headset because of the way that they were born oh, the and the right spacing. So. You know, so I don't know. We'll but have to wait and see. The real question is does it run
4: Vertigo Remastered?
0: <laughs> it does via yeah, Oculus yeah. Link. And I think yeah. Yeah. Oculus Link will that's still be true. supported with this headset. Yeah, that's true. Seen it it, would, with it would be...
1: It, it would be hilarious if now Zach would be like, oh yeah, well, I got one here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 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 so, uh, I've actually
0: got one, you know. Yeah, let's talk uh, about the
4: real thing. <laughs> so so let, let, let's move <laughs> it's purple, on because we surprise.
0: talked... We've talked about a lot of speculation and rumor, and of course, this is all speculation and rumor right now. We just uh, have these fun. images. It's It's a fun conversation. It is fun. It is a fun conversation. Um, but let's move but on it, to some other news. And, I'm sure and, we're
4: right in some way. Okay. I <laughs> no. think <that> we. That <laughs> what
0: we. What we got but here let's move is on solid. To a lot of conversation. <laughs> One of us will be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. True.
4: No. I think you guys so. love this, right? Like,
2: I mean, this is the whole point. We have a. Po- we got a podcast. Is yeah, yeah of course. Like, the, the 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 energy that you get from just these oh, yeah. silly little news bits yeah. or or any news in the industry. <laughs> I'm just glad to see evolution. Because I feel like we've not had a lot in the last year, Damn. and just after yeah, the quest yeah. dropped, this is great that we're you know now seeing some no. relatively concrete sources
4: of the next thing but also like i what i like about this podcast is that we can have a fair conversation between each other but also ask some really good questions you know like not only oh what's the design but also who is who is it for we look at the history of what you know happened in the past and i think based on that you can make some really good you know indication of what it could be so i think what we you know pull off here I'm biased because I'm in this podcast, but I but loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it, it, it's great to have the conversation. No, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, well, okay, so enough Quest 2 for now. Oh, uh, let's, let's move on and discuss some other news this week. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Tetris Effect Connected. Now, this is a new edition of the game uh, that was announced during the Xbox game reveal event this week. And it shows off an all-new multiplayer mode. So, as we know, the original Tetris Effect launched in November 2018, and originally the VR mode was exclusive to PlayStation VR. Then it launched on the Epic Game Store in July last year and supported PC VR headsets, like we mentioned at the beginning, using Steam VR. Then, a couple of months ago, the game launched on Oculus Quest, which is pretty great as it runs really well on the Quest, actually, and I think it's probably the best way to play the game just kick back in a a really comfy chair and just S- get sucked smoke. in by the uh, psychedelics and, and, yeah, and oh, smoke no. some grass while playing <laughs> it no, uh, no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's what you do in the netherlands oh, yeah. um but um but yeah it's interesting though that this game still hasn't launched on the rift platform or no. on steam vr so it's just yeah. available through epic games uh, on the pc side and also obviously quest and playstation vr yeah, well, okay. Um but this new uh edition of the game, Tetris Effect Connected, um, upload VR reached out to enhance the developers of the game, and they were able to confirm that the new connected edition will be getting full VR support as well. So it's interesting though because they're kind of releasing it in a fragmented way. So the connected edition will launch on its own this holiday and will come to PC uh via either Windows or Epic Games yeah. and will support VR. And then you'll get an Xbox version, which of course won't support VR. Um, So that'll be standalone. And then after the holiday, summer next year, if you bought the original game, you'll get the connected content as a free update uh, for Quest, PC, and PC VR. So the kind of annoying thing here is that if you want the connected content, you have to buy the game again through the connected edition unless you want to wait an extra six months for the summer release of the free update to the base game. Why? I don't know. That's just the way it is.
4: Like It's already a big step for people to even buy this game in the first place. And now
0: they make it even harder. Yeah, but are you guys Uh, uh, interested in like a multiplayer Tetris in VR? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I I I love Tetris Effect. In fact, like this week, I had a day where I was sick, and one of the things I played was Tetris Effect on on Quest, just because it's so easy to just, as you said, like trance. And just get yourself, like, whatever your physical condition is, you can just kind of, like, trance into the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of competitive as well. I, mean, I haven't even made it through the single player. But there's uh, people I know who, who who play it, like, regularly. And uh, I can see why. It's great. But playing that multiplayer, especially from the teaser that they dropped, um, looks really cool. I mean, it reminds me of kind of Tetris 99. So uh, yeah. I, I can't I, wait I to get any Tetris I, multiplayer
1: I, on. Go on, Reddy. I got a question, though. Uh, does it also not come as a free update for higher entities? Or no? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> it's a, it's a vertical joke. Oh, okay. It's
0: a oh, oh, oh okay. right. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think the key here is that if they can nail the social side, so if you can talk to your friends while you're playing, I think that's an important feature that should be there. Do you know what I mean? Because I I think the idea of playing together, because mm. there's co-op mode as well, uh, and just chilling out and just chatting to your friends while you're kind of like both zoning out, I think that would be really really cool. No, I think so.
4: It's an interesting concept. I think uh, you know, multiplayer wise, this could bring some some really, you know, interesting experiences.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting model. And like you say, it's oh, kind of annoying in a way. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's the bad part. If you really want it, you have to buy it this, this holiday again, uh, unless you can wait until the summer for the free update. But- Good
2: luck. I, I, I'd love to see someone like Mouse, like do like a, a Tetris integration with one of his live acts where he's got almost like a Twitch plays Pokemon thing, but he's either playing and controlling his audience then. Uh I mean, you can see all kinds of weird evolutions and fork-offs because of of the current situation we're in, and artists getting these ideas of, like, how do I digitally still gather people and get them into that mode that they used to get in a live party? Like, how do I do that but from afar? And I'd love to see that in five or ten years, you know, some kind of live integration with tetris i mean tetris is such an, an insanely huge brand i yeah. remember looking this up for the releases and like the amount of copies they've sold the amount of platforms they're on it's a joke
1: it is it is insane it's huge it's but almost yeah. like skyrim yeah. yeah so
0: that is uh <laughs> tetris effect connected coming out later this year cool. um the connected update will be free for all people that bought tetris effect originally on any vr platform uh next summer so it's that, that, that you tetris keep repeating effect. it
4: because it's yeah. kind of confusing
0: yeah, confused. it is confusing. It is. Uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, Star Wars Squadrons quickly as well, as oh. uh, you know, it is one of the most anticipated VR supported games coming out this year. And uh, this week, we got some fresh gameplay shown online. Um, YouTube channels such as Jack Frags, uh, Game Informer, and many more had an exclusive look at the game and uploaded some fresh gameplay.
4: And, and, Mike, interestingly, and Mike as well? Mike
0: Oasis? No, no not, not Mike Oasis. No, he didn't get uh, to play the game, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, maybe in the future, though. Maybe with the VR update. Who knows? Um, but what, from what I saw from the gameplay, it makes me even more excited for this game, uh, as it definitely looks like it's airing on the simulation side of things rather than the arcade side of things. Hmm. Um, yep. A lot of players during their gameplay sort of reveals. Uh, So that controlling a ship is actually very difficult and has a steep learning curve uh, and the movement is completely unlocked as well. So something that we've hinted at before is that, you know, this being a very intense VR experience, I think it's going to be very intense indeed. And although I think EA will be adding comfort features, I think this is going to be one for the VR veterans out there. Um, But I think from the gameplay as well, you also see that not only do you have the pressure of controlling a ship in the right way which is going to be challenging but you've also got to manage your ship's power systems um, to get the edge over your competition so you can actually adjust your shields, weapons and engines on the fly to get the most out of your starship Um, so you know you can boost your weapons for example to give it more of a punch against your enemy but then it's going to make you vulnerable from a shield perspective so Uh, so you can can, can,
4: can, say these classic quotes to your friends like you know but we're through thrusters and yeah uh, but it's exactly, it is almost
2: a copy-paste of the elite dangerous uh, arena system and the elite dangerous ship model, which is that you have these kind of different factors that play off of each other. And it works really well. The thing is in combat, once you get good at it, like you're not paying attention to what you're doing. You're just flicking, you know, you're just powering up your lasers before you fire them. You're, you're hitting the shields when you're taking flack. Like I think that the model and the number of ships that they talked about, and yeah. the fact that they've got cockpit modes, and the fact that they've got the ability for a uh, a flat gamer to look around the cockpit and trace a target must be with like a, a keyboard combination and a mouse or something. Um, those all tell me that actually the ecosystem between like flat gamers and VR gamers is going to go down really well. Yes. The only part that concerns me is the availability. I love that. First person is locked. Like, you have to be in the cockpit. Yep. But the part that concerns me is that you um, uh, you can switch off the cockpit. You can actually have a cockpit-free mode.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: right. I wonder how that's going to go when it comes to competitiveness, and it might drive people to not have the cockpit on, which is kind of sad because they've got lovely detailed cockpits. Um and actually even player models. So like you can customize your player model and I was hmm. really surprised at that. But that's something like in um, in my set of Knights, people always talk about not being able to see the driver, not being able to see yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know person turn their head. When hmm. you fly by somebody, like with some crazy dog roll or whatever, and you see the person like snap their head up at you, that's gonna be a really special moment. Uh, the limitation in terms of the number of maps available and stuff on this, because I think there's only six when it's launching. Um,
0: oh god, here we go again. Does it really concern me? Oh my god. <laughs> There's not, not the many, there's not many uh, maps. Yeah. Like you say, there, there's few, and there's only a couple of game modes. The most interesting, of course, is Fleet Battles, where two squadrons with AI players on both sides battle it out, and you've got your big starships on either side that you need to take down, uh, uh, which is going to be their sort of flagship mode. Um, but, yeah, it's looking exactly like it's going to deliver what we want from this game. Uh, intense <sighs> multiplayer uh, space combat. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, this is kind of Zim's bag. I'm really looking forward to this as well.
4: But. ahead. Um, It's still an EA game, so you have been warned. Even with six maps, that's what I heard with Battlefield, that's what I heard with every, like, (laughs) Battlefield would get some more maps too. They never got there. So EA is very good at, well, give me money and uh, hey,
0: bye, (laughs) see you later. I I think it will depend uh, on, like, how popular the game becomes. But, you know, like Zim mentioned, I think there's unlockables there. You can unlock skins, logos, trinkets for inside your ship, and even, like, a little Ewok Bubblehead, mm-hmm. you know which is oh, kind of cool the little,
2: the little dancing darth vader for me was the thing that i, I yeah. when i saw
0: that in jack
2: frag's video i was mm-hmm. like oh my god i'm so smitten i want to go get that Mike, Mike, yeah. like, Yoda. like you mentioned it Yoda. in the beginning like this is this is not a game that's that's gonna tear itself towards arcade and i was i was really concerned for that because i don't want more like flight combat that feels like no man's sky sorry no man's sky you don't do it quite right like I love the fact that they're, they're doing what appears to be, they're gonna give us a better version of what like Elite tried to do, or mm-hmm. Valkyrie tried to do. Yes. It's a really elite type system. The thing I didn't see in these videos, which I really wanna know if it's there, is there the kind of trench run um because once you get good at flying, is there any part of the like the mainstay ships where you can trench run? Because I, I don't think be able so. To do that. Although
0: there is a single player which we um, didn't yeah, see any maybe. footage of. Um so yeah, that's gonna yeah, be separate yeah. from the multiplayer. Uh, and of course I'm also excited about that as well. But um, you know, I think it's really cool that we got to see some gameplay, and I think it does you know confirm that it's gonna be an intense game, so just bear yeah. that in mind. Um I think we've mentioned this before, but maybe um some suggestions of games that people can play. Um, for you know, getting up to speed with this game, and wasn't it like Elite Dangerous was one of them? e Valkyrie, no. yeah, E-Valkyrie.
2: another one. Elite, Dan- so Elite Dangerous, uh, arena, which arena. is a pretty dead yeah. game unless you have some people to dead go in age. with, is inexpensive. It's like six pounds or something. And it has the same flight style as this. In other words, you're pretty much on rails, and you're going straight a lot of the time mm. with with banking and turning, and the same kind of power systems. So, if you want to prepare for squadrons, that's probably the best. If you want to get ready and and check if your hot ass is good enough, like I'm planning to upgrade mine because it's not quite good enough. It doesn't have the, the right dead zones in that. I would say Valkyrie's good for just. Your uh, perceptional awareness and Six stuff, like w- looking around and tracking targets, it's good for that. But that's mostly a ballerina dance in circles. So it's not the same kind of flight
0: model. Okay. What about you, Zach? Are you excited for squadrons? Are you a bit of a space sim enthusiast or not so much?
5: Uh, yeah, no, I love space games. I'm super hyped for it. It looks like um, really cool, intense, fun. Yeah, definitely going to pick
0: it up. And I imagine, like being a dev, you've got your like rock solid VR legs. Like, can anything throw you off nowadays? <laughs> yeah. or, or you know, are um, you kind of invincible nowadays.
5: I haven't. Yeah, I'm pretty invincible these days. It's <laughs> Good to hear it. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, well, Star Wars Squadrons will be launching on the second of October on PC, Xbox, and PS4. Of course, PC and PS4 will be getting VR support. Although on launch, PC only will be getting HOTAS support. So sadly, PSVR oh. won't on launch, but maybe coming later on. And one last thing uh, before we get into talking to Zach uh, about Vertigo, while we're on the subject of Star Wars, I just wanted to mention that we're going to be getting more information about the upcoming VR game, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge on the 28th of July, which is Tuesday next week. Um, and this new VR game again comes from Oculus uh, Studios in collaboration with ILM X Lab, who were mm-hmm. responsible for the Vader Immortal series. Um, so if you're interested, go and make sure that you follow them on social media. But st- snippets of information suggest that this new game will be an original story set between uh, the events of Star Wars The Last Jedi and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and will be coming out later uh, this year. And, yeah. you know, just like the original Quest launched with Vader Immortal. What perfect timing for this game to come out than to launch yeah. with a brand new headset as well so you know maybe it could be coming out this year the new quest but who knows uh, but yeah we're going to be talking about the new game and the details that drop just this week on next week's show so uh, make sure you stay tuned for that uh so now let's talk to Zach because i'm I'm, I'm sorry Zach that you've kind of had to endure <laughs> four yeah, fanboys. It's totally fine harping off on the quest um but let's talk about pc vr and let's talk about uh vertigo and let's talk about half-life and all that good stuff um because maybe you should kind of um introduce yourself zach and and talk about what you're up to now and maybe sort of go back a little bit and into how you got into vr in the first place obviously you talked about scratch uh in the beginning and how that kind of developed into you know your interest into vr
5: uh sure uh, so my name is Brown. I am twenty years old, and I'm a VR developer. I made Vertigo, Vertigo Remastered, working on Vertigo Two now. Um, let's see. I, I first got into VR in 2012, 2013 with the um, the Rift DK1. I like. I tried it out. I did the. Um, uh, what, what was that demo called? Tuscany? Like the original Rift demo? Yeah, the Tuscany, Tuscany. demo. Tuscany. Yeah. And I was like, my mind was instantly blown. I was like, oh my god, I wanna, I wanna make games. I wanna be inside my games, like I.
1: So you were like you I'm were inside like this 13, Thirteen years yeah. old then or something? Yep. And I had no idea how to make yeah. games.
5: I had like done some Scratch stuff, but I didn't know any Unity or anything. Wow. Um, so my dad like. Got me Unity and like threw some tutorials at me and I got started making uh, crappy little projects and I haven't stopped making crappy little projects <laughs> since. So
0: well, so, so <laughs> yeah. this is kind of interesting because so you didn't go through like, a college or university learning about game development. It's something that you've completely self-taught?
5: Yeah, it's all self-taught um, in my spare time over a very long uh, time period.
0: And this is interesting because this isn't the first time we've heard this on the show when we've had developers on the show. Um, We've talked about, you know, their education and, you know, advice for other people uh, getting into game development. And they've always said, don't worry about like education wise, just go and try stuff, build stuff yourself, learn from, you know, the information that's available online and go from there. So it's interesting that you've kind of followed that path as well.
1: Uh, and also because of course yeah like for you it might seem like a like a very long time that you've been doing this but uh <laughs> i think seven seven years starting from your 13th is 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 an amazingly short time uh considering the stuff that you've already delivered so uh i I, th- I think that's that's very inspirational for a lot of developers as well that uh that that you can do something like that if you put your heart and, and soul into it so, uh very nice
0: so you yeah, you well, when you um you. When you made uh, Vertigo, uh, obviously it's been recently remastered. So you were 16 at the time. Um so how did, how did that all come about? How did the idea for Vertigo come about and and how did that end up being launched on Steam and the difficulties of doing that because it's no small feat getting a game on Steam, right?
5: Uh yeah. Yeah, so that that project um took place over the course of about a year. Um the original prototype was this like uh, just a very early like room scale VR prototype of mine, where you're on a bridge above a big like deep pit, which is why it's called Vertigo. And I added in some like little robots you could shoot, um, and it just kept growing and growing and growing until I ended up making a full you know single player uh, story game. And um, it uh, I went through Steam Greenlight to get it on Steam because that was the that was the process at the time, in, right? Like, 2015. Um, and or 2016 so the game actually came out um
1: and what and... what are some of the of the of the titles that you were like inspired by in order to the the, the games that you said that really drove mm-hmm. you into like development or maybe even like vr development mm-hmm. uh, w- which well, one would you list then <laughs>
5: It's it's really funny because everybody um, everybody sees the you know clear inspirations from Half Life, but I actually had not played Half Life at I that time. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had only played Portal. So I was like, I love Portal; it's my favorite game. Right. Um, what if there was Portal but with aliens and guns? Right. <laughs> and I didn't know Half Life was a thing, so right. I started making <laughs> Portal but with aliens and guns. And then I learned Half Life was a thing, and and realized I would made Half Life. That's um, that's so epic. I guess yeah, that like, how, how influential Half Life is. That I didn't even have to play it to have its influence. <laughs> yeah. like inspire an entire game. <laughs> wow, which is pretty nuts. Well, it's like, people...
4: like it's like you mastered the art of like game design that Half Life was, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. then you make yeah. it as like oh wait, it's pretty similar to that.
0: That's yeah. quite
4: yeah. impressive. Yeah.
0: And how many people worked on the original Vertigo game other than yourself? Um, so it was mostly me.
5: I was doing all the programming and like unity sides of things. I had some friends that um that were an amazing help on kind of writing the story, building the universe, um doing lots of concept art so it was uh it was my friend Errol Busey, who's um a classmate of mine in school, yeah um who did a lot of the writing and conceptual stuff, and then uh George, who is um uh, still working with me a little bit who is a really talented concept artist and a uh, and good friend of mine and he's in the UK so we met on the on the internet
0: nice nice and and also you, all the music in the game you write and make the music mm-hmm. for the game as well right which is pretty incredible like if you if you play the remaster like i never played the original um but the soundtrack is incredible so it's pretty amazing that you you were able to pull that off and have an amazing soundtrack as well
5: Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, writing music is something I really like to do in my spare time, and mm. happens to be um something that I can kind of include in, in
1: yeah. my games. It kind of sounds now. you have more spare time than anyone else I have met. Like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but how does it work? So so when you make gameplay, right, and you make music, mm-hmm. how does that like connect? Because uh, usually I make the gameplay first
5: and then I'm like, hmm, what kind of music would go along with this? And then sometimes I'll like record some gameplay and like have it playing as I'm working on the music. Oh, yeah. That's and so I interesting. It up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: This, it's, it's fun. This, it's a this very, is like, the creative form process. What
2: exactly what exactly um, how do you handle like being called a prodigy? Because I think you are one. Uh, and I think that like the fact that you've got sound design graphic design the programming side game design all this stuff sorted out you weren't even 20 i mean like that's a really good starting point no wonder people like valve picked up on you but like how do you deal with that like is that like too much fame and kudos or is it like that's all right i got this it's fine i don't think too much of it like how do you handle that kind of thing
5: uh i mean it's it's weird i'm like i'm just i'm just me yeah. you know <laughs> um i i've had a you know significant amount of the privilege to to get to where i am and um i don't know as you said like i have a lot of free time to to kind of learn these skills and i have uh, my dad has been super helpful um you know kind of guiding me along this this path mm. um
2: does he work in computer science or something? Or like, how did you uh, how did yeah, you start so spawned into this uh, into this area of work? I'm curious.
5: He's been kind of all over all over the industry. He was on the original Xbox team. He's like, really wow, influential in creating the Xbox. Um, he he named it the Xbox. He's very proud of that. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> <Sweet. Jesus>. an <laughs> awesome is story, weird. dude. Yeah, um, and then he like he did a bunch of startups for a while and. And then he um, he worked at Valve for a bit, which is how I got my in at Valve. I like followed him to work occasionally, and then um, like people, other people at Valve like saw what I was doing and were like, "Hey, do you want to like make some prototypes for us?" How um, was that
1: for you being a fan of like the the Portal game, like you said, like that you all of a sudden were employed yeah. by a company that uh, you looked up to? That must be amazing, especially uh, at that yeah, age. Yeah, it
5: was it was amazing. Of course, it was. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing to like meet the people that had um uh made this game that I love so much. Um and to you know see how they worked and work with them. Mm. Uh yeah. It was
0: um, um, something that and... I noticed uh in, in Vertigo, like I like I said, I didn't play the original, mm-hmm. uh, I just played the remaster. Uh but you play like a, a black girl, right? Is that right?
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and was that always the the idea from in the original game because it's quite a you know like we don't see much diversity in games or we see more nowadays um so it's kind of interesting to have that as a concept for a game that was like four years old was that the original idea
5: um in the original your character was kind of genderless and you could pick your skin tones i really wanted to keep it kind of like you know i wanted it to just be you yeah um like just create your own character whatever sure um and then uh, as I was, like, leading into building Vertigo 2, I was like, hey, it might be good if I actually, you know, gave this character an identity. Yeah. So um, uh, a female friend of mine, I had her, like, redesign the character. I was like, I need a character. I'm not good at <laughs> making <laughs> yeah. characters up. Um, so she came up with the the new character. Uh, Sonia is her yeah i think
0: i think it's 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 great i think it's really really cool especially you know for for other people out there to see you know a character representing themselves Mm -hmm. in the game i think that's Mm -hmm. super super smart and it's really interesting so like how did um how did it go from vertigo uh to then sort of your relationship with valve because you said obviously your your dad sort of had an in there with valve um did they did they sort of see the game or were you sort of had an in with valve before the original game actually launched
5: yeah it was um it was during development of of the original vertigo in 2016 that I, um, I started just like hanging out at valve occasionally. Um, like I said, just following my dad to work and I would just like work on my own projects while I was there. Awesome. Um, the original vertigo demo, um, people were like super excited about it cause it had the, you know, really fun tentacle boss fight. And there's like nothing yeah. like that in VR yeah. in those days. Yeah. Um, so like some people at valve picked up on that, I guess, um, and then it was kind of during during the development, the early development of the knuckles controllers, that um, the index controllers, as they're now known as, yeah, um, that that I really started to get involved at Valve because they were like, we need, you know, we have nobody prototyping content for these controllers. Like, mm-hmm. we have a big hardware team, but um, uh, basically everybody that was making games was working on early iterations of Half Life Alex at that point, and they were. Um, not really in a place to like explore what could be done with uh with index controllers. So they they brought me on to kind of play with interactions and um I made like a really early developer demo that um went out to some developers, but I don't think it ever went public. Or maybe it's on GitHub, who knows. (laughs) Um and then that led to a year or two later uh Moondust, of course, which um Mm -hmm. slightly more public. Um and yeah I mean that was just so cool to work on these like cutting edge VR interaction, VR hardware type stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, and did also... a great job with that as well. Mm-hmm. And also the, uh, cause if we're talking about like uh, the knockout controllers or the, the Valve Index controllers, the integration that you did within the Vertigo 2 demo um, mm-hmm. was, was 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 amazing. And I, I, I actually, did the thing, because I don't have uh, those controllers, what I have mm-hmm. is the, and I think Zim as well, we have the, the Oculus uh, controllers. Mm-hmm but I have to say the integration that you did especially in the vertical uh, uh, two demo of the like the index style kind of feeling that you get with the oculus controllers yeah. it is the best one that I've seen in a single uh, oculus title so far yeah. uh, I don't think there's another one maybe maybe half-life Alex but of course you had an in in that as well so uh, I th- I think that the the way that you did the the, the oculus controllers how it's integrated in the vertical two demo is uh, it's
5: it's so good it's so good yeah Yeah. that's really good to hear yeah um that's like a big part of um the the steam vr input system um Mm -hmm. and the the, like hand skeletal animation system um is like making that work really well with all the controllers and that's something i was involved in Mm -hmm.
0: um and it's kind of interesting because you you don't see that in a lot of games Yeah. yeah And like, I've been reading through um, yeah. like Half-Life Alex The Final Hours. I don't know if you've read it yourself um, from Jeff Keighley. Uh, I haven't read all of it, but I've, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to read through the story at Valve. You know, they were going through a difficult mm-hmm. time where they didn't ship any products. And, you know, a lot of teams internally were working on a lot of, like, a lot of different projects, but none of them really took off. And then you've got you that are kind of like dipping in and out of Valve and like shipping your own game at like 16. It must be kind yeah. of interesting. Um, so it's, you know, it's no wonder they took you on board. But what was the kind of brief for you when they took you on board, like particularly with like Moondust and maybe the like the lab and even Half-Life Alex to a certain degree? Was it the hand interactions that they really wanted you to focus on or was it other aspects of the game as well?
5: Yeah, the hand interactions was the, was the main thing. Like they needed... Um... They needed people that were able to take their hardware and just like create interesting, um, interesting software to go along with it. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's because they were, you know, having some having so much trouble with um, shipping stuff internally. They were like, okay, screw it, let's just <laughs> have have this kid uh, do it for us. You that know, is... he can ship stuff. That's so cool. Um, and I will say that is my specialty is like actually shipping stuff. Um, uh, you know, making small projects, yeah, not being too afraid to put them out there.
2: Yeah. I have that, a question on that, actually. Go, on, go just on, on, Yeah, I just wanted to ask, so time management, I talked about it earlier, right? But one of the secrets mm-hmm. I always think is someone who's, who's really good at something is you're able to not, like, let the train run away with you. How do you, mm-hmm. and do you have any tips for other devs who are starting and just finding, you know, spinning all the things that you seem to do and, again, make appear make effortless, how do you how do you chunk that out? Like, do you say twenty percent on music, thirty percent on game design? What do you eat for breakfast? You know, like what are the what are the simple things that you would recommend other developers uh, if they're starting out?
5: Well, I don't exactly have like a hard and fast strategy on that, um, and I I definitely suffer from the classic like feature creep as well. My projects will end up going a lot longer than than intended. Um, like vertigo remastered that was supposed to be like three or four months It ended up being six months uh mm-hmm. working on that uh but at, at a certain point i you know you really have to go like okay i need to ship this at mm-hmm. some point um so i i ended up locking down my shipping date for vertigo remastered to july and like i don't know april or march um and uh from that point forward, it was just like, okay, you know, I'm gonna have to cut this feature, I'm gonna have to cut this section. Like, mm-hmm. tough luck. Yeah.
4: yeah because, it's, because you, it's
5: hard to do that as a game developer, cause like everything feels like your baby, but.
4: sure. Yeah, because you're, you're yeah. saying like, I'm good at shipping and I was like laughing a little bit, but it's a big deal because you work on it for so long and then yeah. there needs to be a moment where you need to put it out. Is that something you, yep. when you speak to other developers, that they are scared of shipping? It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Um, but it is a big deal. How do you deal with like? How do I, you, I with, like, how do you pull the trigger shipping. where it's, you're like, okay, scary. let's just do it. Let's just yeah. launch it now. Let's just go for it and hope for the best.
5: Um, I mean, there comes a point whenever you ship anything that you have to say that, like, you know, it's not perfect. It's um, hard to but say. You have to get it out there. I yeah yeah. I I know. Like Valve went through that. They didn't. They they were super scared and nervous as they as they talked about in the final hours mm-hmm. to to ship Half Life Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point, they just had to say, OK, you know, we got to we gotta wrap this up. We yeah. got to get it out there.
4: So do you do you um, like to have that pressure of like working to the final parts of a game? Or are you more like if I have like, you know, some um, time to properly then,
5: you know, I wouldn't say I like that pressure, but uh, it's definitely productive. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're yeah. working with a deadline. Um, Puts the fire underneath
0: yeah. your you'll be a bum and you have to get it done sort of thing yeah Yeah.
5: and especially when it's like a imminent deadline it's not a deadline like two years out it's like okay you know in two months this has to be done so what do i have to do to get it to that
1: point yeah Mm -hmm. certainly um from did did you afterwards did you afterwards were invited to go for drinks with lord gaben (laughs) Uh, no (laughs) have you met (laughs) have you
0: met gabe though
5: uh yeah, a few times. He's been yeah. I got to demo uh, Moondust to him when I finished that. That was really fun.
0: Oh wow. Wow, that must have been like uh you know like highlight of your life. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> being such a legend. Yeah. Uh, were you, I bet you must have been super nervous doing that, or were you kinda like, you know, brushing it off, kinda chill about it?
5: Uh yeah, I was nervous, but you know, at the end of the day it's just another VR demo.
0: Yeah.
4: So so to kinda um so what, like you worked on Moondust, you worked on the lab, also have live Alex. So mm-hmm. is there, let's say for Uh, it's gonna sound funny average joes i need to think about the joes every time i say that for some reason (laughs) but um but uh can you like point out what you made exactly and there's like is there an example like let's say in in the lab or moondust uh like what what did you make exactly
5: uh sure so moondust it was i I did like the majority of moondust uh all the art um a lot of the like cool like hand interactions and animations um hmm. all of that was was my work so the squeezing for example in- like a squeezing yes, into a, squeezing, a, that's a-,
4: a grenade or is it also the yeah. same for Half Life alex where you have the sand grenade and you squeeze
5: uh, that yeah that was that was inspired by by moondust oh, yeah.
1: and also like i remember you sharing that tweet uh where you push the button the the physical interaction that you get from that is that also something that you did
5: um, I can't remember what the tweet was, but yeah, I, I made the the buttons and the new version for the lab that I worked a long time on making. those really satisfying.
0: And certainly, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, I think it's that. From playing like Vertigo Remastered, you see the similarities in like the input method and like the weapon selectors and stuff like that from like Half Life. Alex, mm-hmm. was that heavily inspired by Vertigo? That kind of like weapon selection, um, I
5: think. Partly, yeah, that kind of weapon wheel type, move your hand into the yeah. weapon, because that's uh, Vertigo had that originally, and it like mm-hmm. it worked really well. And there have been a few games that do that. Um, I think like Hover Junkers was one of the really early games to mm. do that type of weapon select. I like it a lot; it's my favorite. Mm. Yeah, favorite and, kind of weapon selection, I'm and really obviously Half Life.
0: You said previously that like you you hadn't played Half Life and you, you kind of like made mm-hmm. you know a very half-life inspired game without ever playing it but yeah. when you was like sort of brought on board to work on alex were you then like okay now i need to go back and i need to play these games and need to understand you know the mm-hmm. st- the story more the world and everything else
5: yeah after i started working at valve i definitely was like oh i should probably go play half-life <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, and I was never like so ever stuff. brought like officially onto the alex team just okay. so that's clear yeah yeah, uh, sure. i was just i was just working on uh, moondust in the lab and they occasionally like somebody from the team would come to me and we would chat about like um you know input or throwing um like getting throwing physics feeling good yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of stuff
0: and how did you uh, we have a lot you? of questions from the chat that. as well we, just we uh, can um, miss a big I question here. okay go for it yeah uh do yeah.
2: you take the chat question first
1: no, no. There's, there's. I said there's a lot of questions. It's just oh, for uh, we later. need to reserve okay. a bit of time. Yeah, we'll do
2: that. Um, I just wanted okay. to ask one thing. Sure, go. You played Half Life. Did you like it?
5: Yeah, <laughs> I think I liked it uh, even more than Portal. I'm a hardcore Half Life fan now.
2: And were there any parts of Half Life or Half Life Two that you played? At, I suppose Half Life Alex can come in there as well. Where you thought like, ah, I did that bit better, or <laughs> I should, I should have picked that up. You know, if I had only played this first. Anything like that? Uh oh! I don't know. It's a hard question. I know.
5: Yeah. Um.
0: Not off the top of my head. Or do you have I a mean, favorite like, favorite moment? If I in did Alex? Something a certain way. What? Or do you have a favorite moment in Alex? You know, something that you thought was super super cool. Ooh, favorite moment.
5: Um. Well, I really like Jeff. I mean, everybody really likes Jeff. Yeah. But yeah, that chapter was like one of the best horror experiences I've ever had playing
0: it the first time. Awesome! It's incredible, and a lot of people in the chat are talking about ladders because you know uh, the <laughs> ladders. Oh god! The ladders yeah. in Virgo uh, remastered. You know, I have to say, there's they're some of the best ladders I've ever tried because you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But playing boneworks a big complaint of mine was the ladders because you know they had this like awful head bob, and then getting off the ladders mm. was super awkward. But in in Virgo yeah. remastered, and I guess it will happen again in in Virgo too when you climb a ladder you almost like snap to the the gantry or whatever you're climbing up to and it feels very natural and you have confidence in the system that you're not going to fall but that's yeah. kind of hard to implement right
5: um it's i wouldn't say it's super hard to implement it was kind of a hard design problem to think about like okay how do i make the ladder work how you want it to work 100% of the time or you know 99% of the time um but the actual implementation wasn't too bad okay um you know there's there's stuff like minimizing the springiness because um you you are like having to use physics to move the player to to get them to not pass through walls but you know kind of making it less springy and annoying um as boneworks is a little
1: uh, a bringing and annoying
0: fat. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we should take some <laughs> questions from the chat then have we got some yeah, uh, i just wanted to true. say sure. Sure.
1: One, one more thing or well, two things actually since we were talking about vertical remastered and something that i still want to highlight and i know mike highlighted in a tweet as well uh, first off is that you have uh, you see your arms uh, there's not a lot of VR games mm-hmm. that actually do that. Was that a, a specific design choice, or uh, is that something that you think more VR games should do? Because I've heard a lot of people say, because you need to use some kind of inverse kinematics, it starts to look a little bit more goofy or a little bit more arcadey. Um, yeah. But you seem to have nailed that pretty well. What is your What are your thoughts on that? Um,
5: I think I like arms quite a bit. Um when when they work well as I feel like I've made them work pretty well. Yeah, um indeed. they don't distract too much. They um I don't know. I, I don't like get my immersion super broken by their not being mm. arms, but I feel like they're Because Half Life Alex doesn't have dependency. it that's mm-hmm. that's why i'm saying it yeah and i don't feel like i've ever had you know my immersion broken in half-life alex by not having mm-hmm. arms because you know the rest of that universe is just so incredible yeah yeah, yeah. um
1: and that, then the second thing i wanted to say as well is that uh, the camera input features that you had oh, in yeah. the original uh, vertigo and uh vertigo remastered now as well is uh, maybe some of the best that we've seen in uh, in vr games uh like, do you, do you realize how, like how important that is for, do you do that for like content creators in order to make better content? Or is it, is there another specific reason why you, cause you clearly spend a lot of time on like making the game look nice on a, on a flat mm-hmm. monitor or on, on a, on a recording, uh, uh software device. W- what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Uh, that's a great
5: question. So what that, that was is actually, that's just my internal tools for recording trailers. Um, exposed to to let content creators take advantage of it. So obviously, making the trailers, I had to do some work to get it to look nice and run nice on the uh, on flat monitors, so I could record. Could you do that, that for developers? <laughs> <laughs> um, there there are some fantastic. like global tools, like Live, is trying to make um, like content creation a lot more um, friendly. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough because I know like Half Life, uh, Valve did did a much more Um, kind of hands-on approach to making their trailers where they, like, recorded gameplay and then they would, like, play it back not in real time so they could, like, really smooth it out. Um, And that's not viable for content creators. But um, my approach happened to be, which was take this pretty, um, kind of, uh, not very graphically intensive game and render it a second time with a really nice, smooth, uh, high-definition camera.
0: I think the the, the great thing Um, about what what you you implemented implemented was that you could... As a content creator, you could sacrifice the view that you were actually looking at inside the headset mm-hmm. to make it look good mm-hmm. on a video. And, and it's mm-hmm. something that we've done historically in the past. You know, Nathie and I suffered through playing Marvel Powers United with one eye just so we could increase <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, the field of view so it looks nice <laughs> yeah, on a video. True. And I yeah, think, yeah, you know, for yeah. you to understand yeah. that mindset is super important and a lot of other developers can certainly learn from that, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah, true.
5: And, and then also- again, that's just my... Um... My trailer creation mindset because i also you know i had to make a a nice uh 60 frames per second trailer and uh and to do that i had to you know, but make it's, some sacrifices but so. it's good
4: that you are aware of that what you make should also be looked at at like a proper way because there are developers who make amazing games but then when they put out a trailer or they let people play it it just doesn't look that great so it's good mm-hmm. that you know how people are going to look at your game because you know the better the field of view the smoother the camera the like the better it represents what you made in the end and it would be a shame yeah. if all those work hours are gonna be in the left corner of the gameplay that someone is doing yeah. you know <laughs> all yeah, right i'll, I'll go, I'll go over
1: some of the questions yeah maybe, sure uh yeah, since yeah. there's quite a few uh first we had uh, paradise decay he said i would like to know if you have any plans for vertigo to come to the quest
5: Oh, uh, well that would be incredible I would love to ship it on the quest I don't know how realistic that is just as a single man team I would have to do a lot of porting over to the Oculus SDK to support that and probably some optimization too yeah um, mm-hmm. So short answer. I would love to, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then we have uh, a couple of questions that you you already answered with VR asking how did you get involved with Valve, but you already talked about that one. Uh, we also uh, had a question from uh, Jan Chan who said, uh, did Zach develop all of Vertical Solos, such as the animations, character models, gameplay, etc. But you you briefly commented on like uh, on like I don't know if you want to say anything more about that but i I believe Um, you already discussed that yeah
5: most of the like actual what you'd consider game development was solo but um but then a bunch of the you know universe building world building um concept art and planning was done with with some friends Mm
1: -hmm. yeah all right uh then we have max fernandez saying zach when is vertigo 2 coming out pressure pressure pressure
5: (laughs) (laughs) i know so much pressure uh no release date yet but yeah i'll let you guys know as soon as i know
2: that's it i want to extend on that question it's like it's it, it's kind of mad to me that you went vertigo all the other projects that you were involved with decided to shoehorn in vertigo remastered <laughs> with the with yeah. the kind of commitment there to vertigo too. like do those not kind of get carnivorous off of one another and and end up you know oh i should be working on that one but i've got to ship this one is has that been difficult in the last kind of year for you
5: um yeah it has and the last year has been complicated as i'm i'm sure it has been for a lot of people um you know i started i started uh college last fall and then i left college because of the pandemic um in spring um so now i'm back to making games full-time for now um it's been weird and chaotic but you know as long as i'm making games i'm happy
0: that's awesome nice that's Uh, awesome
1: Yeah, and we had VR Buck asking, "What headsets does Zach own, and what is his favorite, and why?" Well, good question.
5: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my favorite is definitely the Valve Index, and that is not because uh, because <laughs> I'm a former Valve employee. I just <laughs> I love that headset so much. The comfort is so good. As someone that mm-hmm. like needs to be in headset all day, it is very nice. That it actually. And then, are there any
1: headset. other ones that you own as well, or uh, is that the yeah, one? Yeah, I've uh... got
5: I've got a quest right here. Um, I've got a Rift CV1 somewhere packed up, I think. I have a WMR that just crapped out, unfortunately. It's a display cable. Um, and I have a Vive somewhere that I haven't used in
1: years. That that suffices, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we have a D one 1360 vr What programming language should we focus on for Unity VR? Uh, definitely C Sharp for Unity. C Sharp. All right um the vr vibe kind of extended on that question as well what did you use to learn how to code and create vr games and what type of codes do you have to use to make a vr game are you already discussed sharp and uh, uh, scratch. uh scratch and c sharp um yeah, is there anything that else bit. that you would recommend um
5: i don't know i i feel like unity is a great option for making vr games at the moment mm. um yeah there are a lot of tutorials out there a lot of resources yeah of
1: course of course and then a final one that i noted down was from chris richardson who asked does zach have any thoughts about melee combat has he tried saints and sinners i have not i have not gotten
5: a chance to try saints and sinners um i'm not super into melee combat personally but i know a lot of people are um so i did spend some time uh making that feel good in vertigo remastered um and yeah i'd be down to play Saints and Sinners at some point. Uh, that's awesome that's, that's
4: so interesting because just like you said before, you didn't play Half-Life, you know, before. It's like mm-hmm. you just know the art of how to make a proper video game because mm-hmm. the thing is with a lot of developers that I spoke to in the past, a lot of them are playing a lot of games to kind of understand what's going on. They play Saints and Sinners to understand why it's so popular and why the you know melee combat is so good and stuff like that. But you seem to be able to just you know in your head create something and test it out and it just comes to life by itself and i think that's 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 very uh you know special i would say something that you so, it's of course, a very
5: charitable way to say i don't do my research but thank you <laughs>
4: no, no, no but, I'm sure? i think he's yeah, yeah, say, yeah 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 no that's what i'm saying and also that 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 that's the thing that that i love about you is that you know when i played vertigo uh in 2016 I thought it was one of the best games I've ever played and then years later even when it was not even remastered yet it was still holding up as one of the Mm. best titles out there Um, in my opinion it could have always uh, had more attention from the community Um, and and hopefully with you know remastered that will you know kind of sparkle a little bit more Um, but that's something that most developers are not able to you know a lot of the games that we are now talking about like oh, you know those games from 2016 yeah they didn't age well you know but mm. vertigo remastered uh is aging very well actually And, <laughs> yeah, I think and I, that's i've got a question about that actually yeah.
0: um so you know obviously you're working on vertigo 2 um the yeah. sequel to vertigo but why did you choose to remaster the original game like why didn't you just leave it in its original form like what was the mm. the rationale in your mind to make it to refresh it
5: Um, well, it unfortunately had a bunch of, uh, like, major bugs that were kind of stopping people from enjoying it as much as I feel like they could be. Okay. And also seeing, like, how much progress my systems have made since Vertigo 1 Mm -hmm. um, into Vertigo 2 and some of the, like, new fancy stuff that I was building for Vertigo 2, I was just like, it seems like it would be, um, fairly little effort for a giant payoff of having this, like, Really great remastered version of the game. Yeah. Um, so I just went for it. And yeah. It seems like I definitely made the right choice. Oh, the, 100%. Yeah. You cool know, having played it now,
0: that. and because I played the Vertigo 2 demo first, then I played Vertigo mm-hmm. Remastered. Now I seem to yeah. understand the story more, which is great. And I think that's the reason why you should go back and play the yeah. remaster. Not only is it a great game, but you'll understand the story going into the sequel. Um, but to sort of wrap this sort of, uh, interview up and Q and A up, and I really appreciate your time, by the way, it's been super in- interesting to find out about your development history. Um, you know, beyond Vertigo 2, uh, what have you got planned for the future? You know, would, would, would you ever consider returning to Valve or is college your next big step or, you know, you've got another career planned? What's, what's the future like, uh, in your mind?
5: Um, you know, at the moment I have no idea what the future is going to be like, um, I know i want to keep working on vertigo 2 um it, it was amazing working at valve i would certainly be happy to go back there someday it'd also be fun to work um with a with a smaller with some other smaller studio maybe mm-hmm. not just like just me though um so yeah i'm gonna keep weighing my options and uh, Trying to figure out what's Good on you. Well,
0: I, I don't think you'll be short of offers, that's for sure. Uh, after uh, <laughs> no, you know no, no. the community sees um you know what you've managed yeah. to achieve in Vertigo remastered and, and the sequel, which is yeah. obviously coming soon as well. So like, like um, we like
4: we as the VR uh, scene are very happy that you know you're you know yeah. uh, uh, making these games and also that I think that the games you have made so far are also speaking to the mainstream gamers, you know, because Vertigo is like, wow, man, this is this is what I wanted for a while. You know, it, it's it's a higher standard that that is just not as just the let's say the normal games that come out. It's like something that I would really like. I would be like, okay, let's turn off Rocket League, let's turn off uh, I don't know GTA or something else I'm playing, and let's play some Vertigo, uh, uh, you know, one or two. Because it really speaks to to the gamers out there, and I think that's that that's like something that is pretty special.
2: Yeah. One last thing I'd say is probably just on education is um, I know you're just going through university st- stuff now, but consider you know where you are and as achieved as you've gotten and the number of things that you think you know you seem to be doing very well. Um, teaching others you know have you ever considered maybe kicking off something like an apprenticeship in your 20s uh you know helping to uh get other budding bright young people along in the path i think you could do a lot of good uh for the broader industry obviously you've only got one pair of hands unfortunately um and it's great to see that effect span so i hope you consider that for your future at some point zach
0: Yeah. Good suggestion. Good suggestion. Well, thank you again, Zach, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, But now let's sort of uh, pivot and dive straight into uh, releases with Zim as I know we're running on a little bit and I appreciate it. One more uh, thing. A link to where to
4: go to is in the description. So if you want to play it on Steam, go check it out. It's a demo uh, and also a link to Zach's website. So if you want to learn more about what he's doing, what he did in the past, or if you want to grab some Sweet ass Vertigo merchandise. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Not is it really merchandise. Yeah, there is, yeah, there there is merchandise. I've,
5: too. I've made some merch. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <name> awesome. <laughs> I, want that, I want that Zillow in your zil- spare time. time
2: me?
5: Yeah, yeah. spare time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be in the trailer. I made the, uh, you know, Vertigo 2, I made this in my spare time. You yeah. should. Yeah. Oh, That's such a great tagline. All right, releases, so then, shall we? Uh, do the do the dastardly dance now thankfully uh this week like the last three or four weeks um i've i seem to be getting the short straw on time but that's fine because we don't have too much out this week which is good uh, i wanted to start off with something inspired by our own uh, rowdy guy and another type of guy this is going to be suicide <clears throat> guy uh so <laughs> what don't get any ideas rowdy i know you've been hanging out at the pool all right So for $6 or $4.41 on Steam, PC VR landed on the 24th of July from Fabio Ferreira, who's the dev behind this one. Uh, This is part of the Chubby Pixel Games saga, and this is a very odd idea for a game. So basically in this, you're you're, you're in this guy's dreams, and you're trying to break out. How do you have to break out of the dreams? Well, it's kind of in the title, right? (laughs) So so in Suicide Guy VR, this is not for the faint-hearted. It's a first-person action puzzle game like no other, where you have to find the way out of your own dreams using objects and tools you'll obtain during the nap. Um, I think this is a very bizarre and amazing looking title. Um, I had not heard of this series before. There is a whole string of related games actually that are non-VR and a couple <laughs> of other VR titles. So I recommend to go check out Chubby Pixel Games. I think um, they should
1: really change the title though. That feels so <laughs> wrong.
2: It is not yeah. a politically it, correct it, it, maybe, title, I think. Maybe they should
4: go f- for something like wreck Ralph in VR. Because That's what it they, looks like. Right. The yeah. hands
0: look like the... Yeah. Oh. Plus, yeah. they even got the goose in there, you know, like... Oh, the uh, goose, yeah. From Untitled Goose Game, with yeah. the bell and everything. Yeah. That's what exactly. sold me on this. So...
2: It just looks like such a concept. I am, I'm with Rowdy though. I think the title yeah. probably could have been a little bit more politically correct, even though I don't like being politically correct. Um, I think they it's might, a bit if they haven't already, they might get themselves into some trouble with that. What'd but you it's say a, a fun concept.
1: You, you cut out there.
2: I was just saying it, it. I think it's a fun concept. I think it's something okay. that uh, I would certainly pick up for a fiver. That's not that's not too bad at all. So there you go. Um, yeah, we had we had one or one or two times actually this uh, this cast where it, it cut a little bit. So if you're watching little bits a bit snapped out, I don't know what that is, but it's uh, something with the cast. So thank you. Um, next up, uh, this is a re-release on a different platform. If you you know speaking of killing, I suppose if you've have you seen uh, either John Wick John Wick Two or John Wick Three, then you'll be ready for this game, uh, which of course you all know what I'm talking about here. Pistol Whip is finally landing on PlayStation. Mm. Uh, so for the price, for the fine price of $25 or £20, I think now, particularly with the content that's loaded in Pistol Whip, you're getting plenty for your money. Mm. Pistol Whip, if you don't know what it is, it's a rhythm shooter where you're dodging incoming bullets from armies of troops who are trying to take you down, and you've got, in a single controller, uh, a pistol, and you can pistol whip your enemies to the beat. Uh, it's, it's a really cool game that inspires... Um, a fantastic, very Hollywood feel, uh, from 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 your core, uh, and it's quite a good exercise experience. So if you haven't experienced Pistol Whip yet, you're there hugging your PlayStation, hoping for more content. Cloudhead Games have you sorted on the 28th of July. There you go for that one. Well, oh. all right. I, I do wonder how it's going to compare. How do you guys think the tracking is going to do on PlayStation? Oh, you're always surprised when it's the really that it's not really that big of
1: an issue because if there's like some kind of like auto aim going on anyway that you can turn on or they off, optimize' do I think that'll well be it.
2: Yeah, it's not as it's, thankfully it's not as demanding as like a like a beat
4: saber. So I think they'll be all right. Every every time yeah. you're like, "Ah, this is uh, on the place of VR, it's going to suck." And then you play the next thing and you're like, "Oh, wow, wow it's amazing." It's the same with Iron Man. I'm like, ah, "I can never shoot a drone with these hands. They're going to go and it's it, it just works. It's magic, man. It's magic." Yeah. Yeah, I know they have. They have. They have been. They have been really killing it. Although
2: I have to say, I've, I've recently been thinking maybe I'll sell my PSVR now. No. Maybe it's kind of getting no. towards the end of its life. Are you I gonna might. sell it? I don't know. The, the worst part would be the console if I had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. I'm in the in the mode of trying to lighten the load, Nathy, before uh, no, moving it, instead
4: enough. of turning it into a museum. though, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah no. that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Limited space. VR museum.
2: So, again, another title, uh, Rudy 2D Point and Shooty by Downpour Entertainment. You guys know this one, Onward. Rowdy certainly does. Uh, $25, again, 20 pounds. Um, become fully immersed in a firefight. Experience a first-person shooter as you never have before. Onward combines MilSim sim gameplay with the experience of playing in VR. Uh, really the first FPS that uh, did it proper uh, and did it justice. Players cannot rely only on crosshairs or mini-maps, but instead of real communication with your squad. And uh, if you're sick of getting teabagged in Call of Duty, why not come to VR and play a real man's game? Make Dante proud and list today. Uh, this is coming to Quest. So Onward on Quest, I think, is uh, just another one along like the lines of uh, contractors. It had to be, and it's now going to be available. As of the 30th of July, Onward for you, Quest fps friends That's good. Uh, this is something you can look forward it's very, to. it's very welcome I'm starting,
1: I'm
4: starting to get used to boarded games on quest now it's almost like there's nothing coming out anymore that is well yeah. it's great though but you know what i mean well, i quest. think
1: it's, this is a fantastic title to come yeah, to quest totally. yeah
2: I, I just like the nicest thing about quest compared to the other headsets particularly for onward specifically for onward is proning isn't a problem Mm. and proning Mm. in that game before with a big machine gun you (laughs) know with the stock out and everything uh it can be a problem when your your feet you know play the dance of death with a cable and you're trying to go down and get up again and not yanking it so it's not pulling your head so i'm really glad for dante and the team at downpour to finally get that one out i know we've been teasing it for about six months now you can finally get your hands on it on the 30th
5: the final thing i'm gonna mention with no cable is gonna be awesome
2: no cable is yeah def- i mean i'm curious actually zach i know index is your is your daily driver uh what mm-hmm. brings you to quest like what do you play on your quest
5: um i don't play too much on my quest honestly i mostly use it for testing um mm-hmm. like making sure my game works with the uh, with oculus link
2: yeah so it's kind of like i assume that's what the windows mr headset was for just compatibility yeah. testing
5: yeah that's what most of my headsets are for <laughs>
2: Only need the one. Makes sense. Uh, Sell some indexes just there. All right. Um, The last thing I'll mention is Dreams, which I know, Mike, you checked out this uh, this week as well. So Dreams um, is, I wanted to highlight this, because if you were looking at it, two things. Number one, there's a demo. You can actually go and play a demo, uh, which is important. The second thing is the price. Uh, Temporarily, for PS Plus owners, there's a 30% discount, which actually discounts Dreams Uh, quite a bit. So from last week's VR update, uh, you can get it, instead of the normal price of £35, if you're on PS Plus, for other things, £25. So, pretty good deal uh, for those of you looking to get into some dreams. And um, that's it for this week. Short and sweet. I kept my promise.
0: Back to Mike. Nice one. Well, uh, we're running on a little bit, so we'll wrap up the show. Uh, So just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live-streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Don't forget, uh, you can also catch the audio version available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Make sure you hit the like button if you've enjoyed the show and you've liked having guests like Zach on the show. And make sure you subscribe to the channel for all our future content. Uh, next week, we're going to be having uh, more details about uh, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And we're also going to have a guest on the show, a VR time machine inventor, Lucas Risotto, as our guest. So make sure you stay tuned for that. It's going to be an interesting show. I just want to say thank you again to Zach uh, for yes. taking some time out of his incredibly busy schedule he says he's got lots of free time but I'm sure he doesn't really Um, it's been really (laughs) insightful to learn more about uh, you know developing Vertigo and your time with Valve as well so I really really appreciate it Uh, thanks to everyone tuning in Uh, we really appreciate you all and for you that are listening to the audio version as well we love you as well Uh, so until next week have a great week in VR take care and bye bye for now see you later